I... John Berser... Um... Fuck mm -hmm. you, start... Hi, my name is Riley. Here as always Switch with... Hunter. Um, so we're doing it on Monday. Because I was supposed to be on vacation. And it didn't end up happening. So... Now I'm here. On a Monday. <laughs> we're just fucking chilling now. Um... How much news do you have? I didn't Not think there much. was a ton. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this week, there's two Oscar-related things, so I'm going to try to separate them, have one at the beginning and one at the end, so it's not like an hour-plus block of me just fucking spouting nonsense, you know? <laughs> We're going to try to separate that. Um. But there's reviews, kind of. It's mostly just me rewatching a ton of shit. Um, you saw Berserk, as you very quickly mentioned right at the beginning. Um, yeah. I, I guess we'll start with news, because we always do. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, I talked to you about it a little bit, but apparently there is some stuff behind it that I looked into. Um, there was a... They were showing off well, there was a Final Fantasy event, and they showed off Final Fantasy XIV is coming to Xbox, finally. Mm -hmm. But they also announced a partnership with Microsoft. Don't know what that is exactly, but apparently years ago they promised all the Final Fantasy... Every Final Fantasy game was coming to Game Pass, but that never happened. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's probably happened. But apparently this whole deal is happening. The whole reason why it's happening is because... So Microsoft had Octopath Traveler, right? Mm -hmm. PlayStation didn't. Mm -hmm. But PlayStation has Octopath Traveler 2, and Microsoft doesn't. Mm -hmm. Microsoft was really pissed about that. Because it just sort of... But both sort of are on the announced. Switch, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so both are on the Switch. So it's okay. So, yeah, now Microsoft... I don't know if they're... They just... Really? I don't know if they're going to have... Octopath 1's not on PlayStation? No. Interesting. Yeah, I looked for it. Just to make sure, and it's not on there. Octopath Two is, but the first Damn. one isn't. So. But I thought Octopath Traveler Two was on Xbox. Damn. Now people are wondering. Confusing. If, what if Final Fantasy Remake Two is exclusive to Xbox, and they get the Octopath treatment too? Like Square Enix just wants money, obviously. Final Fantasy. Seven remake seven, two, yes. seven rebirth remake two rebirth. This, what if that's on the Xbox, but, but PlayStation that... just has the first one? Yeah, it's it, they already showed it off at the PlayStation events, so it's gonna be on PlayStation. It is because it's coming out early next year. Yeah, it's a little too late. They've they've got contracts signed. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too late for a lot of games to all of a sudden get ported to Xbox too. I don't think people are gonna want to play Final Fantasy Seven remake if they already have it on the PlayStation Four or Five. Depending on if they wanted the upgraded version. Yeah. With the DLC that I don't have. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I just hope it's a Game Pass deal and Final Fantasy comes to Xbox instead of... See, as huge as that would be, I still wouldn't play that. <laughs> yeah. The whole franchise in general. <coughs> After Final Fantasy 16, dude, I think I'm kind of just burnt out. I, I couldn't... I like 7 Remake, okay? But, like, people say, like... It's like seven through ten are like Kino, so it's like I kind of want to play them, but like they're dense as fuck, and they make sequels to those games. 
So it's like, are those going to be on there? Or is it just the main line? Is it 10 and 10 too? Or is it just 10? <laughs> are they doing Crisis Core? To be fair, that was already being mastered. And is on the Xbox. Is there Derb of Sergerus? Dur- Dirge of Cerberus? Couldn't tell you. Is Advent Children remake? <laughs> That's a that's a movie that they could remake. <laughs> like, yeah, they're gonna remake Advent Children, but this time it's canonical to the remake universe. That would be not. Ugh, ew, I'm good. It's I'm even good. more weirder. I'm good. Yeah, actually, I'm good. Something that hopefully See, to make it happen. less complicated for me, I'm okay because like I'm confused. There was there was an interview that like you know Maximilian dude. He's like a fighting game bro. He loves Final Fantasy VII. He went on a podcast and for about two and a half hours spewed nonsense about deep lore of Final Fantasy VII and how all these different games and shit are connecting to it. And I'm like, I'm good, actually. I'm like, I don't, I don't need that in my life. I'm gonna forget everything you just said. Like. I, just give me simple shit and I'll be okay. The only two that I think like people are like for sure are connected are seven and eight somehow. But I don't even know what eight is about. But eight is considered a masterpiece. Yep. I don't know. Don't they have like two MMOs going? Because isn't twelve an MMO? Uh, I thought fourteen. Fourteen I is an 14 MMO. Fourteen was the only one. But there's two of them. It's either 11 or 12 that's an MMO. Because that was like their first go at it. Um, let's find out. Final Fantasy 12 is... Uh, PlayStation 2. That uh, They didn't have... MMOs didn't really exist back then. Or the at least on one console. <laughs> The first one was uh, on console was that other Square Enix game, Star Fantasy Online. Oh, that was yeah. for Sega first. Yeah. MMO. Is it MMO? I don't think it is. It came out during the MMO. In that. Uh, yeah, I think it's just sixteen. Fourteen. 14. No, eleven. 11? Oh, shit. Also known as FF11 Online. Multiplayer online role-playing game. I told you there was another. Can you even play 11, though? Or is 11 shut down? Uh, 2002. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah. 21 years old. It's probably gone by... I don't know. This guy, Chris, says it's still around. Damn. It's probably ass, but... All up. Yeah, see, I told you they were too old. Huh. <coughs> um, but that's, like, right when internet was becoming, like, a big thing for video games. Yep. So they're like, what if we hopped up the bandwagon? And they, like, tried to do an MMO with Final Fantasy, and people are like, what the fuck? Uh, World of Warcraft, Star Fantasy Online, and Halo had a huge part in that. They all For did. different reasons. The only one of those on console, or a big, the well, Halo was on, co- 
Star Fantasy was Sega, but because Sega fucking died, they had to bring it somewhere else. Yeah, they started the whole talking to people, though, in real time. And it was, like, a big deal at the time. What? That's huge. And Halo was just the hooking up the consoles. Land party. Land parties that don't exist anymore. (laughs) I was... This is going to be a big sidetrack. Because my vacation went through, like, fell through, I was fucking bored. So me and my dad pulled out the old PS3, and we played Black Ops 1 and 2 multiplayers. Both of them had LAN party options, actually, for some reason. (laughs) Because at this time, internet was pretty common by 2010. Especially 2012, but... I mean... My dad got the PS3 with Black Ops in 2010. So my PS3 is like 13 years old, and so is the game. And it runs, like, really well. It looks like a fucking Unity game, but (laughs) it it runs well. I don't know. I feel like it was just me who had games run like ass on the PlayStation 3. And, like, it's super... Maybe it's just TVs now. It's probably just TVs now. But the resolution is just awful. It's really bad. But... Like, I would... I think it's just TVs now. Because people are mad that they're, like, remastering and remaking all the games. But this is kind of an ugly game. Like, I'd be totally okay if they remastered Black Ops 1 and 2. Just slap it on Game Pass, because I don't want to pay full price. That's actually very true. Yep, now all this, the servers are up for those, and it's super exciting to see all the people go back. There's going to be like four blocks for Call of Duty. Four entire rows yeah. in Game Pass but for I'm Call so, of Duty. I, I want to play all the old ones so bad. Well, there's some that you can't, because they're yeah. PC only. Yeah, yeah. But like, most of them, I think like two and onward, you'll be able to play. Yeah, yeah. But then there's, like, some exclusive versions. Like, Big Red 1 is a different story than Call of Duty 2. And then there's, like, Call of Duty 2 Finest Hours. So, like, are they going to have all three? Are they going to, like, pull exclusivity from some of the different consoles for certain versions? It's going to be kind of a mess. And I'm curious how they're going to figure it all out. They'll just, just drop the ones that I can play. And then <laughs> I can do a little ranking because they're all just, like, five hours. I really want to play Black Ops. That's what I'm saying. God, I want to... <sighs> Black Ops multiplayer actually kind of fucked. Like, that actually was pretty fun. I, mean, I... Even with bots, like, I had... Because I, I didn't have very good internet for multiplayer. I just... Yeah, it was, it was like me and my so dad versus bots. Yeah. So, like, normally I would have them on, like, normal or whatever. But because he's bad at the game, he's like, put him on the easy one. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I was fucking going ape shit on all of them. <laughs> or like, I would almost die, but then I'd like just nearly escape death. And like, I was like doing crazy shit where I'd kill like three in a row. I'd be the, I'd be the end kill cam nearly every time. Like I was going ape shit on these bots, bro. Well, no, they don't have the end kill cam. They have uh, best, they, they have the best kill of the game now. Which is somehow completely fine. Yeah, somehow yeah. they find the best kill in the game, and it's like the worst. It's like, it's yeah. They knife them in the butt, and that's what the yeah. funny kill is. Like, yes, my favorite, dude. Those games go hard. Like the, the soundtracks for both of these are nuts. I played Plaza Map on Black Ops Two. If you go to the bar area, there's music that plays that 
technically plays during that whole level, but like it's, it's like crazy fucking dubstep shit. It's awesome. I love it. But to think that their version of 2025 is going to be so wrong. Because <laughs> in about yeah, two yeah. years, we're going to see it. And we're going to have none of the shit that they have. They don't think we have... Do they have exosuits in that one? They have, like... I don't know. Like, parachutes that are, like, just built onto the body. And then you could... Oh, to be... They kind well, of we, Yeah, we kind of have that. We kind of have it. Like, I don't know. They have, like, gloves that can stick to the fucking walls. We probably have that... Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol had it. God damn it. Tom Cruise, let me have a pair of gloves like that, man. I want to be John Black Ops. John Black Ops. The the gunplay is so good. And you actually can fucking create classes. Well, that's nuts. (laughs) It was actually kind of shocking to see something that was so normal. And then I'm like, most shooters I play now, you can't do that create class like you have like your regular classes or whatever so like i walk in like i'm i'm like what was my class and i just there's a custom i just hit the button like hey you can actually customize shit in like old school games old school instead of just like buying skins too you actually had to work hard for you did other skins and there was like a ton of subclass there's a lot of interesting builds you could do I had a burst assault rifle with a pistol. I had lightweight because you need lightweight, bro. You need to be able, fucking quick to get out of some of those, like, you know, in, encounters. Um, I'd like, I was, I was a very basic build, but it definitely helped because my dad goes for the biggest gun fucking possible. <laughs> he's like the giant LMG with three hundred bullets, and he's just fucking mowing people down. And it's like you go so slow with that. I, I can't. I, I like going fast in games. I I sometimes do. For first person shooters, I like to go slow, probably because I grew up with Halo. But there are some exceptions. That's why I prefer old Call of Duty because the new ones are a lot more fast paced than the old ones. If you. So you're me, telling like, me the, I the, should play the new one. <laughs> well, the new ones, like, fast paced as in like they're more realistic. Uh, they, oh. they they have more realism to them, but I like the more arcadey feeling the originals had. Oh, they go so hard, and oh. like it's funny. I there were two tabs for uh, Black Ops Two for maps, and there was all of them, and there was DLC. But there's only one map under <laughs> DLC, and it was Nuketown. And I'm like, you know what? That's the only DLC I need is Nuketown. That's the only map people remember from Black. That's actually so true. Like, Black Ops was also... Like, I don't know... I don't think the, any of the new ones have it, but even Ghosts had it, but maps that you can interact with and they change over the course of the map, too, sometimes. Well, like, you could fucking blow up cars and they'd stay blown up the whole yeah. match or whatever. Or uh, Black Ops had... I don't know if you remember the one map where you can launch the rocket. Oh, yeah, I was for, on that for one. For no reason. <laughs> I just I oh, don't it even kills, it kills people underneath if you launch the rocket if they're underneath the rocket. Well, I it just blows them all up. I was on that map. I was like right next to it. Like there was a door. There was like a hangar door, and I saw the rocket leave. And I was like right next to it. And I probably should have been dead in real life. The guy would have probably fucking died. But 
because video game, it was only in that little area, yeah. and it went off, and I just saw, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Or, or like, there's yeah. there's ones with trains that show up. There was a map with trains in the first one, and the only time I ever died was because I was hopping off the train to the track to get onto the landing platform, and a fucking train came in and hit me. <laughs> I don't remember that map. That's... That's like the only time I died on that map. One death, and it was because of a fucking train. No one actually shot me that game. I just went, again, I went 8 mode on these dummy bots. I don't know if it's just, like, nostalgia, but the maps are so good in the original Black Ops. We didn't do zombies, but zombies does go hard. Back when it wasn't confusing. <coughs> Back when there's not, like, 30,000 things going on and there's neon lights everywhere. Well, I don't know. I... You were able to break out of your fucking chair in the main menu in the first one. I forgot how to do it, but I know you, you can't. You press, you you have to keep tapping all, like, I think it's either the triggers or the, you have to tap the joysticks. Oh my god, playing on a PS3 controller was weird. <laughs> They're so tiny. Well, that and, like, the, to shoot its bumper. Yeah. It's called trigger for a reason, folks. Well, Use they, the back one, goddamn. They had different triggers. Like, Borderlands had the triggers. It honestly felt weirder than using the bumpers in my opinion because it's like just how like not the layout but like how they just feel it it, it went for us it it's smaller they've gone bulky now but it, it they went for smaller feels the xbox always went for bulk and that helped um when it came to shooty stuff um no i'm yay let's celebrate mega conglomerates merging and ending capitalism just so I can play Call of Duty. <laughs> just so I can play Call of Duty. Yeah, that's... that's Yeah, but like 15 bucks, dude. It's 16. Is, 16. Like we, it is... I'd consider it to be a consumer move, but who knows what they're going to be doing because they probably most likely acquired them for their mobile division. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> they bought it because candy because candy call of duty mobile makes bank too yeah very exciting all right um let's go back let's go i don't want to all right um so George R. R. Martin says he's been a part of a lot of writer's strikes since the 80s. Mm -hmm. So he joined in 86. He said it's the most, the, the one that's going on now is the most important he's ever been in. Damn. And I, he didn't really, I, well, I'll, I'll see if he said anything. I'll, I'll go back here. Um, yeah, he just said it's most important. He didn't really say why, but I'm going to assume it is because. It is because uh, Disney started hiring half a dozen AI. They opened so did half Netflix. a dozen. So did Netflix. Sony did too. A lot of big studios did. But Disney's the and they're paying because. nuts. Like some of them yeah. are like a million dollars a year. Like, goddamn. <laughs> hey, look, they're starting new job opportunities. Yeah, yeah, but they're just gonna fire them as soon as they're done. Yeah, basically, and just use it because these people are just. Starting, they're just hired. 
they're given contracts, and then once when that contract expires, they're 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 out of there. They're not like you're out of it. I'm not excited for what's about to happen. I sincerely hope, because I did hear that the studios for the actors are hoping that they can start a. The st- some people say that some studios want to meet up starting this Friday. Like, to negotiate again. But don't worry, A24 has already got that. that wait, that's, actually the so, guidelines. that's actually <laughs> so based. They're like, yeah, we... Yeah, we like paying people. It's like, if an indie studio can do it, the, the billion-dollar ones can do it. They're a big studio, it's just they care. <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> that's actually true. I'd consider them a pretty big studio that makes a lot of bank. It's just they they actually give two shits about people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Bob Iger gives two shits about. No, people. he don't. He's like, what if we screwed people? <laughs> what if I ruined their life? I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> I think that'd be really funny. The uh, so Rock, Rockstar updated their website and people found a new Red Dead logo. Mm-hmm. So. That's exciting. The remaster is going to be announced in August and is apparently going to be released in October. That's exciting. Remaster. Remaster. Because it's coming to the Switch. Cut. What? <laughs> That's just the PS3 version going to the Switch, basically. I I was hoping it would look like Red Dead 2, but it's probably not. It's probably just going to be like lighting. That's a little bit better instead of textures. I really... That game's kind of ugly. Like, I'm sorry. It is ugly. I'm sorry. Like, that engine does not hold up well. And people remake the Red Dead 1 cutscenes in Red Dead 2 with Red Dead Online, you know. If you've yeah. seen those online. Um, and last week, I talked a little bit about the Lando show disappearing off the face of the earth. Oh, you know, yeah. And it's they... funny. And they're like, oh, no, Donald Glover with his brother is working on it now. Yep. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the old showrunner had no idea that happened. And he's just like, huh? <laughs> but I'm glad Donald Glover is a part. That means it might actually end up being possibly good, but Lucasfilm will fuck him over something. That's true. And then his career will be ruined. <laughs> and people are like, God, what an idiot. What an idiot. He's never made a good job. <clears throat> I can't wait for Atlanta and Space Baby. <laughs> Atlanta and Space Um... Okay, so I have a couple of things here. One, I'm going to start yeah, with an it, easy one. For me, I'm going to have so. an easy one. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. And, and, can't forget about uh, Nickelodeon All-Stars Racing 2 is also... Or 3. 3? What They're on three? the third one now. Yeah, that was also leaked. So. Well, the, the second All-Star Brawl was officially revealed with a trailer. That no one watched, which I think is a very good sign as to how this is going to sell. But um, it looks better, but because of the trailer quality, it somehow looked worse. (laughs) And then um, the new characters were ones that were obvious and should have been there from the beginning, but weren't. (laughs) Like, they didn't have all four Ninja Turtles the first time. They only had two of them. Which is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the only game that features the Ninja Turtles that doesn't have all four Ninja Turtles. It's the first all-star brawl. So, like, 
I'm glad. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> but all four of them are in this one. So. What turned people off from the first one was how poorly balanced it was. That and like, it was an indie studio that didn't have a ton of time. They kind of just dropped it, and then people were like, oh, and then they like came in. So. Well, now it's a bigger budget. They reworked the look. I really hope that it plays better. It's the Smash Killer. Uh, well, Smash is dead. It's been two years. It's not the Smash Killer. Smash cannot be killed. That's you... actually very true. Smash can only kill itself. <laughs> yeah. At this point, just because it's Nintendo. It's like the only way it'll die is if they fuck up poorly. <laughs> That's the only way it'll happen. Is Carl in All-Star Brawl 2? <laughs> no. but So, like... Apparently the dad isn't, though, the, the, Jimmy Neutron. The dad was in it. He was He was it? DLC for the first one. Yeah, apparently he's not in the second one, though. I don't know. So uh, That's what I heard. But they have Jimmy, but they should have had Jimmy from the beginning. Oh, um, they had Jimmy's dad, but, but not, not Jimmy. Jimmy Neutron. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any Rugrats, but they had... Like, the monster that they imagine that in Rugrats was in it, I guess. Because maybe because they don't want babies fighting and getting stabbed with swords and that would shit. Be like, that would be kind of cool, though, have all the babies in, like, one blob, like ice, like the, the ice people. In oh, ice climbers? Ice climbers. They fucking throw that. babies. Like yeah, pick them or, yeah, they throw babies. They throw babies. Listen, that'd be funny. I'd play that. Um... But yeah, Squidward's in it. They introduced him with the handsome Squidward because they think that's still a meme. So that was kind of cringe. Um, no, I just... I might play it, but $50 was steep for like an okay game. But they have a campaign now. And how they described it was kind of interesting. But again, I need to see it. I need to see it. Especially from... I assume a studio that's really small, and this is probably their first game. No, this is well, it's a sequel. Well, yeah, there's and they got more money game. this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lot of delays. Uh, you know that there's a lot of delays. At actually. this point, you just have to say, yeah, pretty much everything's delayed. I'll see you in another year. Um, yeah. So except for a twenty-four, that's are... very. The uh, Ethan Cohen movie, Drive-Away Dolls, is now coming out in February, I guess. Poor Things, that goofy-looking Victorian movie, is coming out in December um, instead of September. Because they tr they want awards for it. So they're, they're trying their damnedest <laughs> to have it come out this year. Um, Sony delayed a shit ton. Gran Turismo was delayed like two weeks, so we still have to suffer through those godforsaken trailers. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't wanna. Is anyone else disappointed that we haven't seen that much trailers for this movie? I feel like we could learn a lot more about this movie if they showed more trailers. <laughs> There's only the one. <laughs> There's only the From one. Gamer to Racer. Neo <laughs> Blomkamp, how you have fallen. <laughs> the mighty. What should actually be good? No! How dare you? It's gonna be shit. Don't even, don't even. It's gonna, it's be, gonna shit. be good. It's gonna be good. It's Neil Blomkamp. Please. It's Blomkamp. <laughs> He's gonna make it cringy. It's, it's gonna be really bad. Um, so yeah, Sony delayed all their shit. Um, Beyond the Spider-Verse was delayed indefinitely. 
it doesn't have a release now. Their excuse was, oh, we couldn't get the actors in in time. And it's like, it took you like the entire time from announcement to work on one. And you still had to crunch your ass off. And you were going to try to pull that shit in a year? No, I'm sorry. We're not seeing this till like 2026 at the earliest. Um, it's going to be a while. Um... <clears throat> and now that they don't have the actors, it's, gonna be it's one of the first yeah. things they do so they can model everything. Like, now that they don't have that, it's going to take even longer. So, yeah. Don't expect it coming out anytime soon. Um, they delayed Craven to next year, mm. which is a big rip, I know. That was a huge rip. Craven fan. Cravening time. Craven fans be craving for Craven right now. That's very <laughs> true. Uh, Venom is slated for next year, but that's. Oh, I forgot they started shooting that. Yeah, but like they were shooting for like two weeks. So, like, why would you slate it for next year when you're not even done filming? Plus, you have to get everything else done. Who's directing it this time? I don't know. <laughs> it's been a different director every time. Huh. <laughs> that does not bode well. It's probably just some guy like Craven. It's just some dude. He's a, he's a giga. He, he directed some uh, episode of some shitty Netflix teen drama. Mm, hitting the big league. <laughs> um, Madam Web. Remember Madam Web? I forgot that came out. I just out. know Sydney Sweeney's in it. That's Sydney Sweeney. Uh, yeah, anywho. That's still supposed to come out in February. Because, like, that's been done filming for a while. So, like, that's going to come out in February. Yeah, but they won't be able to market it till the actors won't, so... It's fine. It's fine. Because the plot's so good. <laughs> the plot is so good. It's, it's Madam Webbin time. Madam Webbin time. Webbin time. Um, they probably delayed a couple other stuff, but their Marvel ones were the big ones. Yeah, shit's gonna get... De they would rather delay shit than actually pay their actors and writers. Well, you, you, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You don't even need to talk about the MCU stuff because I don't really give a shit. The, they they <laughs> delayed their stuff? Did they not? I, they, I assume they had... Uh, delayed it again? <laughs> the decency would to delay their stuff. Well, the, the, the decency yeah. would be that they would release it so they would have to get paid... <laughs> Decency. They're pushing them because they're trying to make it so they're not getting money. The Marvels is going to bomb, and then they're going to have to restructure, and then they're going to get a new lead, and then they're going to do what DC is doing, but then this time they're going to With fail Marvel? That's not good. No, it's going to be the one guy forever and ever until he fucking croaks. Well, then they're going to force him to reboot it like Marvel, integrate it with the comics, except it's going to fail miserably. Even worse than Zack Snyder's universe did. Um, so you know that film that I kind of vaguely talk about sometimes? Called The Bike Riders? It's a new film from Jeff Nichols. Set in the 60s about a biker gang. I might mention it later when I talk about Oscar stuff. But it's like an indie-ish movie with like Tom Hardy and Michael Shannon and... Jody Comer, a couple of other people. What's coming out in December 
I was ready to pull it from my list because I haven't seen or heard a damn thing about it. But apparently it's coming out in December. But it's not going to any of the festivals. So it's probably going to be mi- and not great. I the only the big one I only remember you talking about. Well, the big one I remember you talking about is the Nazi one. Oh, the Zone of Interest. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to. So. so the two film festival lineups were announced. Actually, two of them. Um, so which one do you want to do first? The one that comes out first, or the one that's more known? Well, well, the one that comes out first. All right. So the Venice Film Festival, Italy. Um. They have a couple of movies that I've heard of, a couple of new ones that I've not heard of but am now interested in. So the new Bradley Cooper movie called Maestro about Leonard Bernstein, that's that's dropping. Sofia Coppola's Priscilla Presley movie, that's dropping here. Um, Ava DuVernay, the lady that did Selma, and then also did A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> she yeah, that that movie is probably the best movie of twenty eight, whenever it came. <laughs> uh, but she secretly filmed a movie that's that no one knows anything about. It's called Origin. John Bernthal, uh, Anjanu Ellis, Nick Offerman. It's a decent cast. I don't I don't know anything, but. If it's not a wrinkle in time, it's going to be okay. <laughs> if it's not a wrinkle in time, it's going to be okay. Well, that came from Disney Schlock, so... That's that's true. David Fincher's new movie, The Killer, and that's going to be premiering here. such a bad title. But it's about a fucking assassin. It makes I sense. Call it The Assassin, then. The Assassin? That sounds more generic. Because it's based off of a French comic also called The Killer. So, like, it's being... It's being accurate. Acu- the I think killer it's of the eyes. Ew. And I'd call it that what or the something. Fuck? So, Raisuki Hamaguchi, who, who did Drive My Car. Who did Drive My killer. Car. He had a new movie, kind of maybe, called Our Apprenticeship. That was like about a girl going to France or something. But he secretly made another one. <laughs> It's he made a different movie called Evil Does Not Exist, and from that title, I don't know what it's about. You, but that title's clearly wrong, considering the world we're in. You know they're a good director when they just casually make movies as a hobby. Yeah, they just like yeah, I just made a new movie. It's all good. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Excuse, huh? wait, what? Robert um, Rodriguez. <laughs> speaking of poor things, that's coming out. That's going to Venice. It's got a pretty stacked cast. Um, th- uh, Michael Mann, his new Ferrari movie called Ferrari with Adam Driver. That's premiering it, here. It connects to Ford v. Ferrari. It probably does, considering the timeline <laughs> of so historical events. And then we'll get but, a Ford but movie soon, right? people thought this was just going to kind of be like an action movie schlock thing, like Ford versus Ferrari. Spendables 4. <laughs> <laughs> but... It was acquired by Neon. And if you know Neon, they go for indie movies. But they spent $100 million on... Or, like, they spent a lot of money for a $100 million movie. A24 was fucking vying for Ferrari. So there's something in it that we don't know that's making it more artsy 
than what we expect it to be. Maybe it's like an it'll be an artsy blockbuster hit. Wouldn't that be nice? Those are very rare. I, I'd, I'd like to see that. So Pablo Lorraine. I don't know if you know Pablo Lorraine. Um, he is here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look up some movies, otherwise you might not know. He did Spencer. Oh yeah. He did Spencer. Okay. Um, well, he produced Spencer. He directed Spencer and also Jackie. Right. He has a new movie called El Conde. It's a satire about a Chilean dictator where they portray him as like a 18th century vampire. And it's in like black and white. And it's like a dramedy. So like, I kind of have no idea what the fuck is going on. But that, that sounds, sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> it sounds a bummer. Yeah. It's like yeah, that actually sounds kind of interesting. Like I would watch, would watch. Um, so those are in competition. Those are the ones that are vying for the Golden Lion Award. Out of competition, there's a new Woody Allen movie, baby. Let's. <laughs> um, I have no idea who's in it. I have no idea what it's about. Um, but it's a new Woody, the Allen. Woody Allen movie. <coughs> what is? I know who's in the new Woody mm. Allen movie. Who is it? Um, Your mom's Kevin Spacey. Ooh, damn! Because he was just recently cleared of all of his charges. That's fucking rough, dude. That's fucking rough. Um, but it's called Coup de Chance. I have no idea. Anywho, maybe that is Wes Anderson. His short film, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, is going to Venice, which is strange because usually Venice is for weird shit. Um, Wes Anderson is like funny weird shit. I don't know what this is supposed to be. It's more mainstream weird shit. Mm, Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because people actually go watch Wes Anderson. They do. They do. Um, Richard Linklater, his new movie, Hitman, with Glenn Powell, is in it. It's not about Hitman, or the, the guy Hitman, or the game's Hitman. And it's actually two words, which kind of f- fucking pisses me. Hit man, that's kind of annoying. Um, here's one that I you might have heard about. So Travis Scott is in a movie that he's producing called Agro Drift. It's like a weird experimental action movie. It's 80 minutes long, and it's all shot in infrared. No thanks. <laughs> And what? this is the first photo for it. Like, I don't know how or what. <laughs> they did it all in infrared. Um, he's, he's in it? He's in it. And he's also producing. And it's an action movie in infrared the entire time it's like it's like when hardcore henry yeah it was it was like a gimmick movie because it's like we're gonna throw it all in first person like a video game and like okay <laughs> like it, it's another gimmick movie because like all like a lot of action movies yeah it's true it's like the gimmick this time is that it's gonna look ugly <laughs> yeah. i mean it, i mean i guess it could be cool but i mean really <laughs> infrared infrared like now, if it was, like, shot in one take, where, like, they're going into a building to catch a guy, 
and the perspective is infrared. drug leader who just so happens to be colored. <laughs> Based. Um, they're there's... taking down a guy, a human trafficker in a skyscraper, and they're going to every floor. It's just two hours. Well, it's actually 80 minutes. It's less than an hour and a half. So that's pretty nice. Um, there's a couple of other ones, but those are the big ones from Venice. So then TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival, probably one of the biggest ones it's coming out afterwards they had their announcement of all the movies but then like a day or two later they announced their opening film which is the american or canadian i guess premiere of Hayao miyazaki's how do you live and then he's gonna retire well probably. it got fucking mean it's called the boy and the heroine which is dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the opening film, which is huge. Because they've never had an animated film open TIFF before. So they must be really confident in it. Well, well what if what if not Spider-Verse is the one that's nominated for Best Picture, but this is? It, those are the two in contention. And maybe I have... See, maybe... Spider-Verse opened too early. But I thought opening too early would help it because it would have more time for people to want it to get Oscars. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Dumb Money is going to be here. That's You know Dumb Money. You saw the trailer, maybe. GameStop movie, baby. Uh, there's a new movie probably the best movie of the evening. Ooh, ew, no. <laughs> uh, a new movie, Taika. You know, the next goal wins. That's going to yeah. be here. There's a couple of the movies here director. that are very awards-baity and sound really bad, but I think you'll get a kick out of them. <laughs> no, so this one's called uh, Lee. L-E-E. Lee. It's about a photographer in World War II that worked for oh, Vogue shit. that is now on the battlefield. And she discovers the horrors of the Holocaust. Oh. Yeah, very shit. awards. I'm going to have to watch that. Kate Winslet trying to get an Oscar. Are there enough. any other funny award thing? Nyad. Mmm, Nyad. It's the name of an old lady that swam from Cuba to Florida. Ooh, the entire movie is her swimming. Yeah. And she, like, made a... She, like, regrets her decisions with her family or something like that. It's gonna have some... Yeah, flashbacks. Flashbacks. You know? Flashbacks. Like... There's, uh... The Holdovers. That's gonna be here. We saw yeah. the trailer for that. I think it... I'm, I'm getting more and more excited the more that I, that trailer pops up because I'm noticing more details. But it certainly looks funny. And it's probably going to be charming, and that's about it. <laughs> Actually, th the interesting thing was, right after I watched Oppenheimer last Monday, I watched it again. Because you watched it twice? I watched it twice that same day, because it just so happens that um, another one of our friends was there. And he's like, yeah, I'm watching Oppenheimer here. And I'm like, all right, I'll just go then, too, I guess. <laughs> so I <laughs> went, and then actually he said the holdovers. He's not into movies. looks actually kind of interesting. Which go. was also interesting. Might be the Banshees of this year. Might be the Banshees of this year. Yeah. Uh, it's not Irish, so it's not the Banshees of this year. But, <laughs> no, but no holdover sweep. No holdover sweep. 
Damn, that sucks. There's a movie. Fuck, where is it? I'm gonna have to find it. God damn. Um, I'll find it. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Michael Keaton is doing a directorial debut. It's called Knox Goes Away. It's like a neo thriller or something. <laughs> and because most of these don't have plots, you learn the plots when you watch the movie and they talk about it afterwards and like the review embargoes. But that sounds boring. Maybe you know how many fucking thrillers have come out, especially with like Netflix? They're like, oh, this thriller's different because it has this celebrity instead. <laughs> this one's they, they, they interchange the celebrity and it's like the same this goddamn movie. Like 10 minutes of sex instead of nine. Ooh, dude, that's not. This one has a person taking care of a male child instead of a female child. It's different this time. This one stars a. This minority. one stars Jennifer Lopez instead of Jennifer Garner. It's different. This one has it's a different. This, this one time. has a minority woman instead because we need token points. Token points. It's the same movie as this one, but this one just stars someone different. You know David Yates. Yeah. He has a movie now, that's not fucking Harry Potter. Finally, called Pain Hustlers. Is it black? What? <laughs> Is it just like black and gray? No. So it's about a high school like dropout. Devoid of color. No, no. It's about a high school dropout that lands a job with the pharmaceutical startup in Florida, and she is like a part of like a conspiracy for like like fraud and shit, and it has Emily Blunt. And Chris Evans in it. And she has to... I don't know. Anything with Chris Evans, I feel like it's going to be mid. That's Especially actually very true. after Marvel, I should say. That's very he's true. he's been in a lot of things before. That Chris Pine good. is doing a directorial debut as well. It's called Pool Man. <laughs> pool Man. It's about a man tending to a swimming pool that uncovers a water heist. <laughs> it's... So it's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a, it's it's, it's like Big Lebowski. It's gonna be very chill. It's just like a fucking bro that just that gets caught up in shit. And he's just like, eh. it's like a stoner comedy basically. That that could be fun. I'm excited for that one. Um, Rustin, the new film from the director of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's about Baynard Rustin, a gay civil rights activist. Um, most people that have seen it early or have heard stuff about it, say it's mid. So that does not bring a lot of excitement, but Coleman Domingo's going to go fucking nuts in the role, I swear to God. Ethan Hawke is doing a second movie called Wildcat. He did a first movie that I've never heard of, <laughs> but this is in his new movie where he casts his daughter because nepotism, and it's about... Like a female author or something. <laughs> and what she writes. I just think it's true. Because I I find it funny that it's just nepotism. <laughs> it's just nepotism. What she writes comes true. And Ooh. then she has to stop the darkness from consuming the, dark. the world. There's one more movie that has me curious. And the darkness. Because of like the, the potential. Right. So the movie's called Fingernails. 
the fingernails are no, a it's just called fingernails. The fing- fingernails are a metaphor for trauma. It's about a woman who's working at an institute that works to determine if the romance in a given couple is genuine. What? That's the premise of the movie. She's just trying to figure out if the two people actually like each other. Yeah. But she's going to start questioning her relationship. I don't think that's very healthy. <laughs> so it's got Jesse Buckley in the lead. Got Jeremy Allen White, Riz Ahmed, Luke Wilson, Annie Murphy. Um, I like all those people. I'm going to go look at this young couple and I'm going to define my relationship. <laughs> I'm going to see if they like each other. Vigo so, Mortensen. Look at them. They're you know Vigo? Yeah, Vigo. He had a movie... At Sundance, like three years ago, that people fucking despised. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of things he's on, people just despise. Well, no, like it, he was his first. It was directorial debut, uh, so this is his second movie. So that is not very, uh, you know, that's a little concerning. But it's called The Dead Don't Hurt, so that's really cool. <laughs> it's uh, set in eighteen sixties. A French Canadian woman falls in love with a Danish immigrant. In San Francisco, but are kept apart by the Civil War. So it's another romance. So romance. This it's some romance this time. A lot of these movies I feel like I've seen before. So like the funny ones are the ones I'm I'm looking for, like Pullman. <laughs> Pullman. Just that's that that's very true. You have to look for something you 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 really haven't seen before. Something unique. It's like, not Lee, and it's certainly not fucking Knight. Am I going to go watch a drama movie that's the same as The Power of the Dog, which is the same movie that came out? Well, like, they're not the same movie, but like a dramedy. That's kind of boring. No, not dramedy. A drama movie. That's kind of boring. Dude. I don't want to go see another cowboy drama movie that's, about that's, old white guys. That's very true. I want to go watch a funny movie like... Pool man. Ban- <laughs> Banshees of Inna Sharon. That's I that's, mean that's, that's still old white guys, but that it is white it's guys. a funny old white guy. Funny white guys. So then there's a couple of movies from uh, the Cannes Film Festival that are showing up. Anatomy of a Fall. I've mentioned this before. It's like a courtroom drama, so it's already not up your alley. But people that watch it say it's pretty good it's like an eight out of ten movie um but it won the palm like the big prize there so it's going to try to get oscars <laughs> that's well, the whole thing. i mean if it's like an ace attorney courtroom drama then that's good then it's, it's then it's, good. Then it's comedy different. there <laughs> la chimera the new alice Warwalker movie from um that is coming over as well monster here uh Hirokazu Koreeda. That's coming over. What's the monster metaphor for? Relationship. <laughs> Relationship. Um, and the zone of interest is going to TIFF. Which is strange. Because from what I've heard about the movie, it's very distant. And usually movies that go to TIFF have a lot of like emotion in them. Or try to evoke... Like, they're, 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 they're the bait. Zone of interest is usually like the Venice movies. Where it's like weird as shit. <laughs> like... This is going to TIFF. Well, I don't know. I mean, it does have uh, people living next to concentration, concentration camps. So you kind of think it would be kind of emotional. But I, but it, it's it, they never go in. You only hear stuff. I mean, I... In the background. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of sad to hear the screams of children. 
or gunshots in the distance. You're like, oh shit, what's going on back there? Because literally the movie's just like a family and they're like just chilling in a house. Like from like certain things that I've heard, apparently they just set up cameras throughout the house. They told the actors just kind of be in the house. Then the fucking crew left. <laughs> they just let them do shit. And they had like cameras throughout the house and they just acted in character. See that that's that's like like an interesting concept because like what I want to know like what did they actually the citizens do during all of this? Because it's it's because it, it's a perspective of evil or whatever. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, they're Nazis. They have to be evil, but it's like they're not doing anything. Are they still evil? It's like. It's it's trying to like gray it up a bit. You know? They're not doing anything, but they're also not doing anything. Exactly. You know. Well, I mean, the dad's probably working in the. <laughs> He's probably should, working. In the should they do something or about not doing anything, or should they just not do anything for the sake of, you know, so they won't get executed too, or something. But either way, it's it's a very highly anticipated pick of mine. I I really want to see it. Um. Those are the, the lineups. It's okay. There are a couple of movies that I'm going to probably see no matter what. But uh, some of them I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of elbow shrugs. There's a lot of shoulder shrugs. Even though the Zone of Interest sounds like a very film brewery movie that the memes make fun of, you know? Like oh, watching shit. everything. Watching a six and a half hour long. Thank I hear it's like less than two. Eyes of a dying squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) It's like less than two hours, but I mean, yeah, that is a pretty film growing. Um, yeah. So, would you like me to do a year at the Oscars first, or my predictions, my third version? Now that Barbenheimer has happened, and. Spider Verse, because I did it in May, and that came out in June. Ooh. I don't really care what order for this. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, here. It won't really affect either one. That's well. That's the pacing. That's so. that's true. Here, I'll do. Um. I don't know. I'll I'll do my predictions because I'm more curious about what you think about them. So, Barbenheimer has happened. Both I don't know. I'm more excited about Saw Patrol. Saw That's... Kill me. So, yeah. Um, watch them both bomb. Watch <laughs> them both be bad. <laughs> like, my big thing is that... I'm, I'm, I'm curious about something, right? I don't know if... Like, a lot of the conventional, like... Oscar rules are going to come into play because majority of the movies that I have on my list are from people that have already had nominations and stuff or wins so it's like this could be a year of repeat people which doesn't usually happen a ton but after watching both Barbie and Oppenheimer and I guess Spider-Verse and can having calmed down a little bit um, I'm going to say I still have Barbie at number one. <laughs> Barbie at number one. I had it last time because I could for the fun for the meme, but now that I've seen it, I'm like, 
Okay, fuck. This could win. <laughs> this could win. The big... The, the one thing is that... The one thing is that it... It's like... A lot of people love it, but are they going to be like... Are they going to be deterred by the fact that it's a... Like a... Brent. <laughs> it's... Like, it's basically a fucking advertisement. Like, I'm curious if anyone's going to be deterred by that. The people, like me, I, I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give less of a shit. But I'm curious if that's going to influence people. I just think it's kind of weird to have it at number one, mostly because I feel like nobody actually... Uh, a lot of people that went to go see it are media illiterate, and they didn't actually get the message of the movie well that's like it's like a very slim amount of people. no like i'm i'm not even like i watched it three times i've talked to a lot of people who ended up watching it co-workers i listened to a couple guys in the bathroom talk about it while i was taking a shit <laughs> they were saying it's like yeah what else did you expect damn <laughs> okay or like people didn't like it my coworkers didn't like it because they expected Barbie, not Ken. What? <laughs> it is Barbie. Either way, that that could be fair. Now I do it's tentatively there because I fucking refuse to put Killers of the Flower Moon at number one. You might be thinking, well, why not? Just put it at number one, idiot. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking putting it at number one because I think it's gonna be another one of those movies where people think it's gonna fucking sweep. And, like, everyone's gonna win every Oscar ever. And then it fucking drops off, and it wins, like, like one award or none awards. Like the Irishman. Like the Irishman. Or it will be like the Irishman, where people at the time say it's really good, and then all of a sudden they turn up. Yeah, they turn They fucking turn to shreds. Now, apparently the difference here is that it has, like, a, a message behind it, because it's not just, like, a crime movie. <laughs> so, like... The, the, the Oscars do like their messages, but sometimes they pick the wrong ones. Um, I have Oppenheimer at two because I have him winning director. <laughs> I'm just going to spoil that now. I, I have I, Nolan winning director. The one thing holding it back is the screenplay. <laughs> it, it, oh, it's the writing. Like, I watched it twice, and... Like, you can't have a very heavily dialogue movie if I don't know what the fuck they're still saying. Like, it's not the it's not the audio. It's the fact that it's, the dialogue just sucks. Well, they're talking about big brain shit. That's, you don't know that's what you're... True. You don't know but big brain like shit. I just threw mumbo jumbo in there. And he didn't even know what was going on. I'm, he read a book. He that, knows like, it's not, a, it's not a huge issue for me. That's just the one thing that... It's hard to criticize. understand what's going on. But, like, because it's, like, structured out of order, you know, it's very memento. Like, um, they... Just fine, because it comes together at the end. It does. Um, yeah, Past Lives. Haven't watched it. It was in a theater near me for, like, two days, but I worked, so I couldn't watch it. But I hear it's pretty great. Dune Part 2. I have it in. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I do have it in. I have it only winning one award, and that's animated feature. Um, but I have it in seven categories, I think. The ending of Oppenheimer is the guy writing the fire, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the holdovers, I do have in. 
Um, because it's gonna be a very crowd pleasing movie. The color purple dropped a lot. I thought there was a point where it could win. It's not gonna win anymore, especially after the trailer. Looks okay. Zone of interest, especially after Can. 98 on Metacritic. <laughs> I th I think it'll get it. <laughs> I think it might get it. It'll be this year's Tar. I think it, it's probably even more reserved than Tar, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Anatomy of a Fall. I have two international movies. In. I have two. Because Zone of Interest, I think, is going to get Best Director. And Anatomy of a Fall, I think, is going to get an acting award and a writing award. Nom like like nominations like director award for just letting people do whatever they well, want a, a nomination like direct yeah. nomination yeah. but yeah, just go some some people that uh, are close but I don't have in poor things maybe it's too weird uh, my guess is that it's gonna be it's gonna have its fans it's gonna get into some categories but it might be a bit too weird um the boy and the heroine, I do have at 12. Because the thing that I'm like, oh shit, they're confident. It's like they, it's the opening film at TIFF. Like they do, that's like a prime spot for awards shit. So it's like, damn. I mean, Hayao Miyazaki is a more recognized name than the three directors of Spider-Verse. So if they're like, we should put an animated thing in director... It's not scrambling three people together. It's Hayao Miyazaki, you know? Like, it'd be, it'd be easier to go that way, I guess, when it comes to certain categories. And since it's his last movie, maybe, probably not. Probably not. They'll He'll be 90 and be like, I'm making another one. I'm, making, I'm another. making another one. It's called The Legend of Elda. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Elda. Elda. Mm. Helga. Helga. <laughs> the Legend of Helga. Yeah, there's um, a lot of other fucking contenders that I'm going to kind of breeze over because I feel like I've mentioned them before or they're not actually really big contenders. A, a couple of new movies I have added, though. Fingernails, because I imagine something like her. Because <laughs> it's about relationships and it's like pseudo-futuristic modern tech Stop. <laughs> I'm going to judge my relationship based on how everyone else's relationship is. Based. <laughs> based. If they, why are they so touchy and I'm not? Maybe we're just not touchy people. Nah. Nah. Maybe we're just not. So here's some movies that are gone but not forgotten in Best Picture that are not happy. The Bob Marley movie, I thought had a shot because it was from the King Richard people. However, the trailer looked mid, and they didn't say anything about a limited release. They were very, very, very <laughs> adamant on saying it's coming out in January. So that is just kind of... They're leaving it to die. January is like... Yeah, January is a death zone. They're leaving it to die. You're signing a death warrant when, when you're like, <laughs> that released in January. Unless you're like fucking Scream 5 for some reason. <laughs> like that came out in January and made bank. Maybe that was the whole point. That, that's true. Well, that it was good. <laughs> People were like, wait, it's good? And then they went to go watch Wait, it's good? And then they went to go watch it. And there's no competition in January because who the fuck is going to watch a movie in January? That's true. Challengers because it was delayed. Drive-Away Dolls because it was delayed. Blitz, the Steve McQueen movie because it stopped filming in june and that would be a very quick turnaround and i don't think they're going to do it 
Um, Foam, because I've heard literally nothing about it. Night Bitch, because the <laughs> premise is too weird. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Kind of bomb. <laughs> like it, kind, it, 400 million is not a bomb. But like, Actually, I saw Oppenheimer's little... outpacing it. Fucking Oppenheimer. So like, it's it's not doing very well. Strangers, because like, I haven't heard what. Oh, are you going to watch Mission Impossible 8 or are you going to watch Oppenheimer? It's Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible 7. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the Piano <laughs> Lesson, it started shooting in April. It was done in June. Netflix really is, it's the third August Wilson play movie. I don't think it's going to be any good. <laughs> uh, most of these movies, actually, I'm kind of just like, <laughs> they exist. I don't know. Best director, I have Nolan winning. You, you watch the movie, a lot of people, including me, think it's his best. And it's the most awards bait fucking no shit idiot <laughs> Oscar movie he's ever done. Even more than fucking Dunkirk. Because you couldn't get actors in. And you couldn't get actors in for Dunkirk. So, like, it's even more of a, a no-duh idiot. It's going to get nominations. Devin movies. Bostick is definitely going to get it. <laughs> That's fun. No. Uh, Scorsese will be nominated, probably. Um, Celine Son for Past Lives, I have in. I, I have Gerwig in for Barbie. Most people don't. But if I have it winning Best Pick, I'm going to say she gets nominated. Not maybe she could win. That'd be kind of nuts. But I have her being nominated, and then I'm Jonathan Glazer for the Zone of Interest because they love their international picks in Best Director. Who's missing? I kind of am snubbing Denis Villeneuve for Dune Part Two. You don't even know if it's coming out this year, anyways. That is one of the big factors. It's that and. I, people are for some reason kind of turning on Dune. Like, I don't know if it's like just a weird ass fucking crowd I stumbled in on, but a lot of people don't like Dune for some reason. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't like? Maybe they don't get it. Maybe they think it's like a white savior movie, but they they haven't finished it. <laughs> they haven't finished the story yet. I'm snubbing it because it's, like, it's the sequel. And, like, they snubbed him for the first one. And he was, like, in contention to win, kind of. Not really. A little bit. And it's, like, the two towers didn't get Peter Jackson in. But there's like, not going to be a third one, though, is there? I thought it was just two parts. And he doesn't want to direct the next one. I think he mentioned that... There, it's three parts, and it would be Dune Messiah, which is the second book. Oh, it would be three parts and then Dune Messiah. No, it'd be three, oh. including Dune Messiah. Oh. That'd be the trilogy. Um, it, I don't know. I just don't think he'll win for it, and I wanted Greta Gerwig in, and to do that, I, I had to snub something, <laughs> and it was like, well, if I have Nolan winning, and Scorsese's like the no-brainer idiot pick, and then I have Gerwig getting in, and have the international slot, I'm like, well, shit, maybe it's Denis Villeneuve. Well, then where's Paul King? Paul, not even on my list. Not even on my list. Are you, 
do is is Wonka just gonna be like Paddington, where it just gets high praise, but then like doesn't get anything? I have it in like two categories. I have it in two. I I I, I don't know. It's I swear it's gonna be at least okay. It's going to be like a five, maybe a six. I swear. <laughs> I swear. I have a, a decently good feeling because this Paddington guy, and I haven't Paddington. watched Paddington, but Paddington memes are funny. That's true. Best movie ever made, Paddington. <laughs> um, there's a couple of other people that could get in. Spider-Verse directors could, maybe, if the movie goes fucking apeshit. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki, if that went apeshit. Um, the director of Poor Things, the director of The Holdovers, Alexander Payne. However, he's kind of... He's been a little naughty. He's done some stuff in the past, you, you know? the Oscars care? Well, sometimes, other times, no. Best actor. Best actor. Most people have Bradley Cooper because he's caked in makeup and he's screaming and yelling and crying. And he's like a different person. He's Leonard Bernstein and he's like fucking waving his hands around because he's a composer. And I'm like, what if, what if, no, what if they went with Killian Murphy instead? Now, I had Killian Murphy last time because I made the same argument and I'm like, hey, what if it's not the fucking dumb bait performance and it's the good one instead? You're trying to do the uh, <laughs> the eyes, but yeah, um, I think Killian Murphy has a shot because I think critics are gonna go nuts for him. I think he's gonna win a lot of critics awards. He could very easily win the BAFTA award. Being yep. British, <laughs> being because British, honestly. Yeah. Especially after Inception, I think he is overlooked by a, a lot of people. And I know a lot of people say that, but it's... they just see him in Batman and go, Ooga, but I've seen him in Inception where he plays the bad guy. And like, he's actually kind of good at this movie. I'm not going to lie. I've been around since 28 days later. <laughs> That's, he was pretty good at that yeah. too. I think he has a shot. Will he win? Probably not. This is more like a hope prediction. Anywho, Bradley Cooper is number two because he's the fucking baitiest motherfucker. God damn. Anywho, Paul Giamatti for holdovers because he's got like a funny eye thing and he's gonna like be charming and like an asshole, but he's like become a good guy. And he's a white guy. That's actually he's so true. White DiCaprio is like a filler spot, and then I have Coleman Domingo because he's probably gonna be the best part of that movie, and he's like I'm playing a real person, so. Anywho, um, best actress, I have Fantasia Barino, who's the lead of Color Purple, winning. Literally no one else is anyone else winning. <laughs> Everyone's kind of just like, she'll be singing and crying. She could win. <laughs> and I'm like, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Sandra Huller from Anatomy of a Fall. I hear she's great. And she, there's some trailers that I've yet to watch, but she's got close-ups, and that's a big deal. She's, she has close, she has monologues. Close-up mm, monolo close to crying. Monologues. She's going to be like the critics pick, probably, of the year. She's, she's going to win critics groups. Jessica Lang from Londe's Journey into Night. I have her because um, it's like bait. <laughs> it's like bait. She's be yelling a lot, and she's like an old lady, and she's like crying and stuff. Let's see, I, I, imagine bait performance, and just kind of put that in there. Why do you have to call this to 
Greta Lee. <laughs> oh my god. Greta Lee for past lives. I hear she's good, but she has no chance of winning. Then at number five, I had a couple of people that I was circling around. I was like, do I put Emma Stone in for poor things? But I don't have it in Best Pictures, so it'd be kind of weird. Do I put Carrie Mulligan in for Maestro? I hear she's good from like some test reactions. Do I put in Natalie Portman? Because it's like a funny and kind of serious. And then I, I decided no. No, no. I'm doing something different. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little goofy and silly. I'm going to put in Margot Robbie for Barbie. <laughs> I'm going to put Margot Robbie for Barbie. Now, most people don't have this. Very select elite group of people have <laughs> The elite. <coughs> I'm above you. I'm above you, asshole. I'm just I'm better in every I'm, way. I'm built different. I'm built different. I have the balls to say she was great in the movie and she should get it. Most, so, a lot of people are like, oh, she's good, but it's not her best. It's like, well, I kind of honestly think her best was Babylon. And she was fucking snow. So I'm going to go ahead and try to predict her for this. Well, in my opinion, the reason why people don't like her as much is because someone else absolutely destroys her in every way possible in performance. So, Oh, you don't like her? <laughs> no, like, she's just overshadowed. For some reason. Because someone's better. Because Bigger. he's funny. Bigger. Oh, you're talking about Ryan Gosling. <laughs> he's funny. That's why... He, he, well, see, guess who I have winning supporting actors. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had him winning last time, and, like, I'm, I have him winning still. People are like, oh, but it's Robert Downey Jr. now. I'm like, is it? <laughs> I mean, like, he's good. I'm totally fine if he gets nominated, but the win is a little weird to me still. It's it's a little weird for me. And if it's fucking Robert De Niro, I'm going mean, to fucking shoot something. <laughs> he doesn't have enough screen time in Oppenheimer, I'm not going to. He's like 15 minutes or like 20 minutes in a three-hour movie. But it's because they sprinkle him throughout the movie, people think he has more screen time than he actually does. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Um, Ryan Gosling. There's very few comedic performances that win. Think like Alan Arkin for Little Miss Sunshine or I guess Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere. Like it's very rare... And they were also old people that haven't been recognized before. Ryan Gosling's like in his forties. He's not, he's got a good career still in front of him. Like I don't know if they would need to, but everyone that watches the movie says he's so good. Like I think enough people want him to that it could happen anyways. Like like imagine SAG. Like I know he can't campaign. I guess I don't know if SAG would have it this year because of the strike. But if it was there, he would absolutely win SAG. <laughs> I just want to point that. Like he would absolutely... Or Golden Globe. That's like a very Golden Globey pick. That or Robert De Niro. Because they're like, oh, I like Robert De Niro. Gosling. Gosling. Funny. But like, he couldn't win certain places. Like he couldn't win the BAFTA. I'm sorry. Like he, he couldn't win that. It would be a race between three people. It's probably these three people. I, I, I think it's just time for him to get a nomination besides La La Land. That's what and I'm Half thinking. Nelson. Hey, he has two. Well, for the Oscars. He has two Oscar was he, nominations. Was he nominated for Half Nelson for the Oscars? Yeah. 
That's kind of a lame pick. <laughs> Is it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm I sorry, honestly... it wasn't nice, guys. Ask... <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> I like my funny Ryan Gosling performances. I don't like the sad and depressed Ryan Gosling. Well, actually, no, Blue Valentine was pretty In good. And Drive is just me. You can call me on your this, cell phone. This is literally me. Uh, so, John Magaro from Past Lives. Coleman Domingo, I have him predicted in two categories. Because my guess is he's going to fall in one or the other. My guess is he's probably going to get snubbed in lead. So I have him in supporting. <laughs> That's like his backup nomination. Um, supporting actress. I have Lily Gladstone winning for Killers of the Flower Moon. This is a big deal because it would be the first Native American woman So, <laughs> however, from what I hear, she is kind of stoic sometimes. She's like, she's one of those like criticky pigs. Um, she wouldn't be the one crying and screaming and freaking out, which is like totally fine. But knowing the Oscar, they like the people that are crying, crying and screaming and freaking out. And so the pick. The the pick for that would be Danielle Brooks in Color Purple. Because, from what I've heard about the play, she, like, overshadows the lead sometimes. And, like, the actress that's playing her, I think, played that same character on Broadway. And she, I think she wanted Tony. I could be wrong, but I think she wanted Tony. On her way to an EGOT. No, she, she has to make music. Well, Viola Davis won a Grammy for doing a fucking audiobook. So let me, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I have Taraja P. Henson for The Color Purple. There's probably going to be like four acting nominations for that movie. Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. She's the cook in the movie that you saw from the trailer. And then at number five, I was like, okay, I don't really know who to put. And then some, a lot of people were like, hey, listen, Emily Blunt. And I'm like, Really? Emily Blunt? And a lot of like, dude, it's Emily Blunt. So I'm putting in Emily Blunt by peer pressure. By peer I mean, pressure. For she had Oppenheimer. one scene. She had one scene. She had one line where she's like, 16, 17, no, 18. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like, there's the one scene. And then she's like an alcoholic that, like, throws stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was still a fire scene, but, like, everything else was just, like... I have but the perspective so because everything because it was in color and she's just an alcoholic there it's from Oppenheimer's perspective so all he sees her as is like an alcoholic wife lady oh, think about seven time, eight time, nine anywho yeah some people think America Ferrera will get in for Barbie the, I like the monologue, guys. I like the monologue. But that's kind of it. <laughs> that's kind of it. That's like the same thing as Emily Blunt. Like, it's the one thing that people are like, oh, but, but that scene. It's like, that's the only one. <laughs> that's the only one. Instead, they should nominate um, Alan. Alan. They should nominate Alan. Where's Michael Sarah's Oscar, huh? N never. He's not... <laughs> He's like one of those people that will never win an Oscar. At least he'll die happy. Will he die happy? That's he probably will. Original screenplay. I'm gonna kind of try to produce this. Past lives, holdovers, 
Anatomy of a Fall, I guess Saltburn, because it's from Emerald Fennell, and she won for Promising Young Woman, so I'll put her in there. And then May, December, because I hear it's like genre bendy. And number six, I have The Boy and the Heroine, but I first I thought it was adapted, because it was originally called How Do You Live, and the book... I don't know, stop asking It's called man. How Do You Live, right? <laughs> But the thing is, the story is different from the book. In fact, the book, How Do You Live, is in the movie. So it has, like, nothing to do with the book. But it, like, references the book, and, like, that's it. So it's, like, an original idea. It's an original screenplay. So I put it here. I guess. So we're going to get put in Adapted. It's too crowded. Adapted's way too fucking crowded. Speaking of adapted, I have Barbie winning. This is like the everything everywhere of fucking wins. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is the genre bendy, funny, dramatic, with family themes. It has feminism. (laughs) It talks of death. Like, this is, like, right up... The same people that went for everything everywhere are gonna fucking come their pants for Barbie. It, wasn't she also... Greta Gerwig also nominated for Little Women? For yeah. And Lady Adapted Bird. And Lady Bird 2? For original. But for yeah, original she's been nominated before, so she's overdue. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, and it would be a double win, because it has her husband, Noah Baumbach, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Noah Baumbach is also Oscar-less, and I thought his fucking marriage story was amazing. So, I if they both got an Oscar, that'd be nuts. Oppenheimer, I have in. Killers, I have in. Spider-Man, Cross the Spider-Verse, I have in. And that's why Madagascar 3 is the best one. That's actually so big. And number five, I have Dune Part 2, because I'm... It, it got screenplay last time, but, like, I don't know if it'd get in again. I feel like it could. But I don't know. Anywho, cinematography, I have Dune, because it's Greg Fraser. <laughs> Greg Fraser. Um, Oppenheimer, Zone of Interest, could be an interesting one. I get... Um, a lot of these... I feel like I'm kind of throwing three of the same movies into a lot of these categories. Um, editing, I have Dune and not Oppenheimer. If Dune goes to next year... Oppenheimer is like fucking text. <laughs> it's like it, it it would win like cinematography, editing, score, sound. It was like it's tech sweet. Um, I do have Barbie in editing. This is another one of those like I don't think most people have it. But if I have it winning best picture, I'm gonna have it in director and editing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Production design Barbie. <laughs> Barbie. Yeah, I think that's Barbie. like an absolute win. That's like that's like a whoops. It's over. It's, it's not over. It's over. The production it's designers just, bar- just give up. It's it's, it's just Jover. Barbie. That's it. It's 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 yeah. It's Jover. Costume design Barbie. It's Jover. Jover. It's Jover. Um, we kind of just leave it there. This is the category I have Wonka in costume design because it's set in the fucking past. And there's like slums, and people love slums. <laughs> I love poor people. <laughs> I love poor people. Uh, score, I have Oppenheimer. Not yeah, okay. 
not do. Yeah. Oh, Hans Zimmer versus Ludwig, even yeah. though Hans Zimmer actually Literally recommended... Well, Hans Zimmer <coughs> recommended Ludwig to do Oppenheimer. I don't know if you knew that. Oppenheimer? Yeah, Ludwig did Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. but Hans... Well, Hans he Zimmer. did Tenet, too, yeah. so or he already was, worked with Or was he the one, or did he recommend Ludwig It was probably for, for Tenet. Tenet. It was probably, it was probably for Tenet, for Tenet. Yeah. Maybe Hans just doesn't want to work with Nolan anymore. He's just like, I'm, I'm with Denis now. <laughs> I'm with Denis now. I'm with Sorry. Denis. Sorry. Well, he already was, because he did Blade Runner and Dunkirk in the same year. <laughs> he did them both in the same year. Maybe he can do both. No, no, no. Uh, Spider-Man, I think, will absolutely get score. I actually have the boy and the heroine in because it's the same guy that did Spirited Away. So, it's the guy that did Princess Mononoke. He's going to get it. And then I have the zone of interest. I hear there's only like 10 minutes of music in a two hour long movie. But the 10 minutes you hear are like fucking nuts. <laughs> like that's what I that's what I hear about the score. <laughs> um, makeup and hairstyling. Maestro, because they made Bradley Cooper look like Leonard Bernstein. Uh, Dune's going to be there because they have a fat suit on some people. Uh, Guardians, because it has the most, what, makeup prosthetics of any movie ever. Um, Oppenheimer, I put it in makeup because they have, like, the skin on the fucking people coming off. And then they like have like the aging of the actors. They put fat suits on a couple of people. Like it's enough if they wanted to go for it. Mm-hmm. And then I have Barbie because of the hair, the the bleached fucking hair. <laughs> My hair. My hair. Literally, me. visual effects. Dune, because the fucking worms. <laughs> Actually, this lineup is all sci-fi movies. You'll see in a second here. Guardians will get in because the first two got it. The Creator, you saw the trailer for that. It looks pretty good. It looks like a Neil Blomkamp movie. Is that just me? Or am I just it's, going crazy? It's the fucking Rogue One guy. Yeah, I know, but like the robot designs and how the robots look look a lot like a Neil Blomkamp movie. Like, it's built in. But yet again, people. I feel like I'm the only person who've wa- who's watched a movie from him besides District, District 9. 9 so. <laughs> District 9. Spider-Verse, I have in visual. Now, it's sometimes hard to point what's animation and what's visual effects. Or some people are like, well, isn't the whole movie CGI animated? Nah, no. But the thing is, there's 300 visual effects workers on the movie. So, they did something with it. The goal would from Sony would be, hey, listen, here's what the visual effects were. And how it was incorporated into the movie. Mixing with the animation. I think they could do it. But it's like complicated tech mumbo jumbo, and I don't know if they would be able to pull it off. I don't think the old people would be able to understand. They're like, wait, what? What's going? On? I... And then I have Rebel Mo- Rebel Moon because sci-fi pew pew. Oh. pew 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 pew. That movie's coming out this year. Yes, oh, December. I can't fucking wait. Go <laughs> for people to come over it. Sound. I have Oppenheimer. I have Oppenheimer for sound. You might be thinking, why not Dune? There's going to be more sound in Dune. There's going to be the worms, the explosions. You don't know Dune's coming out this year. That's true. But here's the thing. Oppenheimer, it's the use of sound. They went with Sound of Metal 
instead of the fucking war movie because of how it used sound. The lack of sound is sometimes more interesting. And then they go for war movies. Like, pretty generic. Like, sometimes they're cool, and sometimes they're boring and dumb. But Oppenheimer, yes, has the big bomb, which is, like, the most obvious thing. But there's, like... It's also layered better than most Nolan movies. And because it's just sound... It's not sound editing and sound mixing like it normally is. Like, if it was two categories, they probably could have split it. Because it's one, you kind of have to make an argument for every angle of the sound. Um, I have Spider-Verse in. I know some people thought there was, like, a mixing issue. But I think for the most part, it sounded fine. <laughs> it was probably... It, the sound, the audio stuff, it'll probably get into... Um, the creator I have in because sci-fi movie then the killer because David Fincher gets into sound usually uh, Song this is a new category. It's not a new but that I'm doing So I was like, okay, what do I think is gonna win song this year? And I was confused because at first I thought Diane Warren She's like a songwriter. She's been doing this for decades. There was a rumor that she was going to make a song for a documentary that was about her. And if that happened, or if that happens, she's going to win song. Because the whole thing is that she's overdue and she hasn't fucking won yet. So if that happened, she would win immediately and it would be boring. But because I haven't heard an official announcement... I'm not putting it at number one. I'm instead putting... I'm just kidding. <laughs> instead putting... I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's a silly pick, but when you think about the fact that they gave a Muppet song, best song, in 2011, and they just gave it to RRR. Am I, Mi wait, am I a man or am I a Muppet? That song? Yeah, that <laughs> one best song. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? <laughs> no. No, that <laughs> so you're like maybe guy. they could go for silly songs but like every like everything is awesome was like a silly earworm song that blew up that didn't win and there's a couple well, of they them. didn't even nominate the lego movie for animated so i just i don't even want to listen to them at all <laughs> that's that's true so i do have i'm just ken but i do think it'll get double nominated in barbie for song yeah, you're talking about the Billy Eilish song? Or the Dua Lipa one. It'd be one of those two. Well, I think it's the Billy Eilish song because that's the one I've been hearing the most. And it's Billy Eilish who's already... Is that the one at the end? Yeah, that's the one at the yeah, end. Yeah, okay. I, that's probably fair. My sister said it was made for the movie, but I don't really pay attention to music stuff, so I'm going to just assume it was made for the movie. It probably... They made a lot of songs for the movie. And she already won which is so why i don't makes me think she's gonna get nominated well so sometimes they don't go for the same celebrities over and over like that's why they didn't go for lady gaga again or why they've never nominated taylor swift right or when they go for like like billy eilish it's the one time that billy eilish gets her son into the movie and wins you know like i don't think they keep going back to the same celebrities for songs. So, I have 
the Dua Lipa one in because they haven't gone to her yet. But Ryan Gosling's winning his first. Would he win two? I don't think he wrote it though. It's no, usually he's, where he's it's usually who writes the song that he wins sang it. Sang it. No, well, he sang some not, of it. He sung. He, he sung it. He sung it. <laughs> he sung it. He sung it. Um, I don't. I'm just kidding. I would love if it won. I think it's it's been stuck in my head for literal weeks. Anywho, a Spider Verse song. I don't know which one. There's so many. My guess is that it would either be the end credits one, or it would be like Annihilate or Hummingbird. It'd be one of those three. Um. I have a Wonka song because it's a musical. I have a a Diane Warren song from eighty for Yes, I'm Wonka. It's walking time. Get, come get some chocolate. <laughs> Got it. Animated film. I have Spider Man, but it could very easily be the boy and the heroine, depending on how the tide turns. What if it gets four point nine on letter? I would actually fucking come. Well, to be fair, it. I think I think it's only at like a three point eight because it did premiere. It's at like a three point eight. But the audience, the general audience, hasn't gotten their hand. Mm, on that's it true. To that's boost true. that score, that's true. Elemental, I still think we'll get in because pe- after Can, it was like it got bad reviews, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, it's not going to get it." But like, once it wasn't at Can, it has decent reviews, and it's making money. Like, not a ton. It's still probably a bump, but it has, like, over $400 million. Like, it's making some money. Like, I think a Disney movie will get in, and it's probably that one. Will it win? Ha. No. There's too many other fucking movies this year. TMNT has a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Last time I checked. Yeah, so... I, it's gonna bomb. It will actually probably bomb, considering it's coming out in August. Which sucks, because it's going to be an actually good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I know. I mean, I like the first one, but... (laughs) And then I have Nimona. I don't have Chicken Run anymore, I'm sorry. I don't have Chicken Run. (laughs) I know. I don't even watch Armin's, so I... I saw one short and it was really funny. If Wish gets in, I'm gonna actually fucking kill me. <laughs> I hope that movie bombs. Me too. Well, that's kind that... of mean because the artists should make money, but not the. I hope Disney wakes up and is like, oh, oh, oh shit, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I hope that movie bombs. Reviews. I've only like rewatched stuff. There's nothing new really for me. What about Yeah, me too. I watched Barbie three times and Oppenheimer twice. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't have Barbie's better every time you watch it. I could watch Barbie again and again, I'm not gonna lie. Damn. Like I look forward to watching it. So you've seen it three times total. Yeah, I've seen it three times total. Okay. I looked forward to it every single time, and I came out the theater the exact same way. So Gosh. honestly, this is probably going to be my number one of the year if I end up watching more movies. 
eventually. Eventually, maybe, possibly. Well, there are a lot coming out, possibly, towards the end of the year. Yeah. But whatever. Oppenheimer, you pretty much covered it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I... I think... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I watched it with you when you watched it the first time. Um, it's very, very good. It's pro It's his best. I was tired the second time I watched it, so I was falling asleep during the middle, but that's a me thing, not the movie. Because it, it's very well paced. Oh, what? There was no... There was no... Subway Surfers playing right next to <laughs> I know. It's a tension moment. No, I was tired because I was getting sick. So I was like, ooh, nap time. <laughs> like I couldn't because I'm in a theater. I liked the part where John Oppenheimer goes. It's Oppenheimering time. See, they have, did do have a glup shit on moment with John <laughs> F. Kennedy. And it's just like, who is it that said no? A uh, new guy trying to make a name for himself. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, <laughs> like hell, glup shit out. Oh shit! My favorite part of the movie. Oppenheimer Two: The Rise of JFK. My, my favorite part of the movie was the fact that it wasn't afraid to portray people as bad people, as all biopics should be. Yeah, Instead it should of, be complex. It should be complex. You should not be afraid to tell people that they're not awesome people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um I yeah. I I rewatched Avatar 2. My dad. He loves the first one. Uh well, loves is a strong word. He doesn't love most movies. He he likes rewatching some more than others. That's how I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, he likes rewatching some more than others. And he likes rewatching the first one. He knows a ton about that movie. Like, he was like, oh, he's here now. Oh, he's in the bot. Like, he was getting it. He was firing on all cylinders. I'm like, what? Why Avatar of all things? Why blue people fighting <laughs> military guys. Well, see, I... His favorite movie is Braveheart. So, I thought it was Matrix. But when I asked him about it, he's like, it's probably Braveheart. And I understood that he likes the little guy fighting the big guy, David Goliath style. So it makes sense to me now that he understood Avatar a lot. <laughs> that, he, that he liked Avatar a lot. He has a type. He, he has a type, you know. Um, but we watched it. It would have been funny if his favorite movie was... Uh... What? <laughs> There's what? <laughs> I had a brain fart. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. But I still keep it at a nine. I was it was an eight at a at a moment when I was like, alright. Some of it, now that I'm at home, looks a little sketch. Some of it looks not as good as I thought it did. But then like the last hour happens and I'm like, okay, never mind, fuck you. <laughs> it's, it's a nine. Um but he almost started crying. Like I've never seen him almost cry during a movie. He's usually like a, eh, it was okay. Or a, yeah, it was pretty good. But he was, like, he was actively, like, yelling at the TV. He's like, God damn it, Saul, you better fucking do He was like, he was getting into it. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Avatar dies at the end. <laughs> John Avatar dies at the end. Well, see, he, he doesn't know that there's five of them. He only knew that there was this one. And then I reminded him there was the third one. 
He's like, oh shit, and when he's <laughs> like, he. They gotta go back to Earth, Dad. Gotta go back to. I didn't even tell him about the fire Navi. I'm not gonna fucking tell him that. Like I told him a couple months ago, there's five of them, and he forgot. So I'm gonna play it up as if there's only this next one, because I think that's gonna be more interesting of an of a reaction than if he knew there was five of them. You know, because if he knew there was five of them, he'd be like, oh well, then they're gonna be fine. But if I tell him there's only the next one, he's like, oh, shit. All right, here we go. Like, I'm curious how that perspective is going to... Compared to me, where I've known for years, it's been five. This, this is going to be the first time we're going to see a James Cameron tackle a third movie. Well, I mean, he produced Yeah, but, movies. like, direct a, a third, third movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And considering <coughs> how well he's done with sequels, I say he's going to somehow do it even better that's true where the fifth one will just transcend humanity somehow see the notes from the studio exec were like he had notes on the second one he had less notes on the third one and on the fourth one the only note was holy fuck (laughs) that was the only note he had for the script was holy fuck so like he does something he builds somewhere that's nuts uh yeah it's sigourney weaver uh, becomes God at the end. Well, I... T- he was, like... He caught on that, like, she was, like, a, a whisperer. He she called he called her, like, yeah, she's a whisperer. And, like, that's a, a way to put it. <laughs> and so... When she controlled the Earth and shit, he was like, wait, what? I'm like, he's she's basically female Navi Jesus. <laughs> she's the avatar of the planet. Yeah, basically. She's, she's the 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 airbender or fire earthbender. She's earthbender. Yeah, he loved it. He didn't say he loved it. I saw him almost fucking crying. So, but like once the movie was over, I'm like, did you like it? And like, it was good. I'm like, don't fucking say that. You were yelling throughout the movie, and he almost cried. Like I even grilled him on like, you almost cried. Don't give me that. He was like, it was good. <laughs> he wouldn't give me. It. But he liked it. And then we watched John Wick 4. He is not as into these movies because he thinks they're kind of dumb. And that's fair. <laughs> they are kind of dumb. They are kind of dumb. Yeah. But he he did like this one. This was probably his favorite. Which makes sense because it's also my favorite. <laughs> it's the best one of these by far, despite how long it is. It's on DVD now. So maybe my dad will pick it up someday because he he's more into John Wick than I am. John Wick's fucking king. I my, love John. My dad's like the action movie connoisseur. Is he a connoisseur though? I mean, he got me a collection of Jean Claude Van Damme movies I've never heard of that he's watched. So, <laughs> so that's because he's older. He understands more. My no, dad, my just... dad's fucking like movie illiterate, and the only shit he likes. Is either he rewatches the same movies or he goes on to like Netflix and he picks like the worst piece of shit <laughs> you've ever seen. And he calls him B movies and he sits through the whole thing and he's just like, Yeah, it was not great. And I'm like, then why sit through it? <laughs> no, that's that's like a that I think he's just getting into the grandpa stage, except instead of just watching whatever's on TV, he's watching whatever's on Netflix. Or, like, he can't find anything, despite that there's so much. So he ends up going to the same movie again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right. 
Um, but yeah, my thoughts, John Wick 4 went up on a second viewing. It went faster this time, I think, than in the movie theater, because I had to piss. You could, once you're at home and you can pause it for like a minute and come back and just sit through it, it's super fucking quick. And like, God, it's so good. It's like a 10, like honestly. One of the best action movies I've seen. I'm someone that thinks they only get better. Some people think they peak at the first, and they're fucking wrong. <laughs> they are wrong. Um, anywho. Well, I'm there for the narrative, but I hear the fourth the one. The narrative literally up. doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I hear the narrative steps up in the fourth one. It kind of does, but like it also doesn't matter. The people that are like, I'm I'm here to see John Wick for the narrative. Like, get out. That's fair. Get out. You're here for the wrong reasons. That's, that's fair. I'm here for the story. You know, I'm here for this. Watch his hands. I'm here for the story. They should do, I uh, get a talented dev to make a Hotline Miami style John Wick. Well, that's just... Hotline Miami. <laughs> That's but just like, Midnight Fight Express. Like, there's several games where it's just... Or Sifu. Like, it's just John Wick the game. Yeah, but, like, this time it's John Wick. It's, or, it, yeah. <laughs> this time it's John Wick, man. Yeah. This time it's going to popularize that genre. And make it... That type of genre. I don't know what it's called. It's just action game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> action but that's game. a really... That's a, that's a genre that needs more. I John need... John Wick could bring... I'm that. sorry. If... if the dev of Midnight Fight Express made a sequel. I would spend sixty bucks on. Like, I he keeps him at twenty because it's an indie dev. So that's is it just one guy. I or is it just one guy that's sort of like the face? He's like the face. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, God, that game's like, so good. I love that game. Follow I, him on Twitter. I think I do. I don't know. Well, now it's called X, you goon. Oh, yeah. X. <laughs> Is he working on any new games that you know of? Or... No. no. I think I think they're, they're kind of just chilling right now. Or they haven't announced it. Well, indie devs just kind of drop things, so... Or it's well, they, they tease the second one at the end, so I'm waiting for the new... Either they'll just shadow drop something, or they'll, like, show, like, them working on it over the course of three years. That's actually very... Um, anywho. So you decide. There was... So I've, I've, we've, we were watching the Bear season two, me and my family. We started it and we got up to about episode six. Now I'm not going to talk about every episode. The one I am going to talk about is episode six. So this is the hour-long Christmas special, and it was one of the toughest things I've had to sit through when it comes to TV. Not because it's bad, but because it was so fucking stressful and like every single member of that family at this christmas was literally wanting to fucking rip out each other's throat so you're just like waiting for something to go down and then when it does go down it's like nuts and it's like super like graphic there's like threats of suicide and like people like throwing shit at each other like forks or whatever <laughs> like jamie lee curtis plays the mom she's yeah. fucking terrific in it i don't know what she channeled but she was a giant piece of shit that i didn't want to watch she's like a martyr she was like i i make this beautiful thing for them and they don't make anything beautiful for me but it's like she's an alcoholic 
and like they want to help her, but she's not allowing help, so she's being hypocritical. Yeah, this was the episode that was just the the cameo fest. That it was the that John just, Mulaney, like, blew up Sarah the Paulson, for, like, a week. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk has a scene where he's like a a giant asshole, and he's so good. <laughs> like normally, I just see him as like funny guy. But here he's like telling a guy that he's a worthless piece of shit, and I'm like, Jesus! <laughs> I'm like, my is God! He, is he in no? He's in nobody too. He is in nobody. You didn't watch that? Yet? I didn't watch that. It's John Wick, but Bob Odenkirk. I didn't watch it either. I just <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. So just came up because Bob Odenkirk. But I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it. I know you want to watch it, but I'm gonna spoil it. Let's spoil a part. It's probably a part I've already seen because that episode has a lot of memes off of it. So yeah. I, I, I've I'm not aware of the bear memes. I, I just run across them. Yeah. So there's... The ending is happening, okay? I'm not going to explain what's going on, but the ending is happening. It's chaotic as hell. And Carmi, who's the main character, instead of focusing on the chaos or trying to help anyone at all, he is blankly staring at a plate of food. And... Literally. He's just like... Well, he's like analyzing it. Like it's like a, it's like zooming in on him, and then it's like zooming in on the food. And you sort of understand. It's like, there's a scene similar in the Fablemans that I really like, where like the family's getting divorced and the family's crying, but instead of focusing on that, the main character Steven Spielberg is focusing on how he would frame it. Because he sees himself in a mirror, like how he would frame it as if it were a shot. So, like, those kinds of scenes are really nice. Because it, it's sort of like, it's him focusing on, like, something different. It's nice. Oh, I could make a really bad joke. How so? <laughs> Instead of focusing on the divorce, he's focusing on where he should put the shotgun. Mmm, <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, that's probably. But I, I like those kinds of like scenes because it's it just shows where the character's mental space is you know like you don't it's neither good nor bad it's just sort of interesting to see where the perspective is at because like yeah my family's at each other's throats but i'm gonna stare at a plate of food right now <laughs> i'm gonna stare at a plate of food he's disassociating he is like he's trying he's trying to be like the best cook ever because the whole point is that he wasn't there for his family so when his brother died, he's like, oh shit, I gotta come back. But he's like so invested in his food that despite all the stuff that's more important, he's just like focusing on the food, you know? And I think that's interesting for his character. I just like that kind of stuff. I don't know. But yeah, that episode was stressful as hell. And it was really heavy and kind of hard to watch. But it was really good. But should it be in the comedy category? Ha! And that's fun. This show should not be in comedy. I think it was funny that he's staring at food. The music's so good, too. Like, how it's edited. Lander music? No. No. Um, but yeah. I don't have a ton of those. I love that episode. It was so good. Anywho, you can do your review. You watched Berserk. I have, I have two. 
I have, uh, I watched the 1997 Berserk, and then I read the first deluxe volume of Berserk. I don't want to go into, like, every single chapter and volume that's in the deluxe. I'm just going to talk about the volume as a whole. But first, I have to talk about the actual anime first, because the first deluxe volume of Berserk is after the anime. Oh, okay. But, like... The next arc in volume deluxe volume two is takes place before it is what the anime adapts. Mm, okay, so they did the prequel stuff first, which makes sense. Yeah, um, I I want to state that this anime was made in ten months, and they worked on it while it was being premiered. So they didn't have a ton of time. They had a pretty decent budget making it, but they did have the original creator. Okay. And it does something that I think is very interesting, and I think a lot of other anime should do, with its sort of style. Is since they can't recapture the art, they didn't have the technology at the time to recapture the art of the the, the manga. Mm -hmm. Like you know, obviously today you have uh, Attack on Titan is able to do it, and JoJo did it. <laughs> hey, we just watched that. Yeah, scene. just watched that scene. Yeah, uh, so what they did is that that right there you saw, that is actually in the anime. It's just like a freeze frame, like a painting. Oh, okay. It just like freezes. So, like, they do that a lot, which I think it, like, does Like, at first, you'd think it would, like, break, like, the action scenes and stuff, but it, like, adds a lot more and, like, paints the picture. Sure. As you will. Like, literally paints the picture. <laughs> so, I, I think a lot of other people, they should do that. It, it is probably budget cuts because they can't do it all, but anime I think it's a nice touch. If an anime doesn't have time constraints and budget issues, it's not an anime. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's kind of fair. I'm not, yeah. I think, an, especially back then, animation in general had a lot of issues with budgets. They're just like, ah, shit, we ran out. <laughs> we ran out. We wasted it on one episode. No, they save all their budget for the last episode. Not unless you're fucking Evangel. <laughs> you waste it all at the beginning. Like, oh, shit. Good job. Good job. Congratulations. Congratulations. And I still don't know what's going on. Some people are like, I like that more than the actual ending. And I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> because this what's, sucked. What's the guy's name that made Evangelion? Um, Hidakiano. Yeah. Yeah. Shinji waking up from his dream going to get a in the real world getting a job is a metaphor for that guy telling his audience that they, they need to grow the fuck up and move <laughs> out of their parents basements damn and Just, take a shower <laughs> shinji <laughs> uh, uh so berserk is uh kino it, it's good um so you have to think about the most traumatic character you've... I know it's been said to death, but just think about the most traumatic character you've ever seen in any media and multiply that by ten, and that's the main character of Berserk. Pee Wee Herman just fucking died. <laughs> Breaking news, folks. Pee Wee Herman just fucking died. Do I give a shit? I don't know. I watched Pee Wee. I watched Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. The funny thing is when he talked about drug, when he talked about crack cooking. But I am but to be fair, he was arrested for masturbating in a movie. <laughs> um, 
to be fair, it was like a like an adult movie theater. So like people do that. Taxi driver. But I don't know. Taxi driver. Anywho, rough. I get an icon for kids that are in the eighties. In yeah. the eighties. Not me, but kids Not me. back then. Kids in the eighties. He 80s. had no friends in Pee Wee. That's kinda sad. Literally. <laughs> Anywho, back to Brazil. Um Multiply any pain you've seen in any other main character by ten, because this character was raped at the age of three, and Somehow. the person who was who sexually assaulted them was paid by their adoptive father. Damn. The father abused him and told him that uh, he should die, which is pretty normal. And we'll get into some other stuff later, but that's just the beginning stuff. So guts is born from a corpse. Hmm. <laughs> Um, he's picked up by a band of mercenaries until eventually he kills his, his dad because his dad tries to kill him. His adoptive dad, I have to say. And he's just, he's trying to find purpose and the, his, cause his only purpose is him killing people because that's the only thing that gives him purpose until eventually he runs into, uh, the band of the Hawk with Griffith, who is, uh, his, his best friend with his girlfriend Cassica. but they don't they, they start off hating each other and then obviously they they grow that they want to fuck <laughs> um yes which is also a very interesting relationship because they're both traumatized by being sexually assaulted they don't do it very well in the anime i think it will probably be better in the manga but they just kind of like they don't really talk about it that much but they're both sexually assaulted and i think that would be a very interesting dynamic between them but they don't really dive into it they more fridge cossack not really but like they don't do too much with her and i hope it's not the same with the manga damn they fridge some like, they don't like i don't want to say they fridge her because she's still good but i feel like there's just more they can do with her. well fridge is when you kill them yeah or like trap them and make the guy go save her yeah yeah um so you, all these characters in the band of the hawk you grow in love and appreciate and then uh, Griffith, he has this, he wants to be like, he wants to be king. And everyone follows, everyone without dreams in this mercenary group, like Griffith, like Guts, he doesn't really know his purpose. He sort of brings in people that don't have a meaning in their lives, and he gives them meaning through his dream, which is to be own his own land and be king. Um, and eventually they become like nobles because they become very they because of guts they become a very good mercenary group and they get hired by a king and they pretty much end up war that lasted a hundred years oh <laughs> um and they show griffith as this guy who will literally do anything to achieve his his goal um he will get banged by a creepy old guy who loves little boys who they he does end up getting his revenge on or killing him and saving those boys not saving him but just killing him for the sake of killing him uh, and then Griffith, after the battle, his next goal um, to become king is to um, try and get in with the underage. I don't think she's underage, but she looks very underage to get in with the king's daughter. But that ruins the pure blood line. So the queen tries to murder him, but she fucking fails miserably. Rip. Rip. And 
that's that, and then that's guts, the story. Guts is used to assassinate. That's the story of Avatar. <laughs> guts is used is used to do all the dirty work by Griffith, and Gus doesn't like that because he doesn't. He thinks he's just being used for his his strength, and he wants to go somewhere where he's appreciated, not like because he wants to find his purpose. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of him going throughout the entire show is him trying to find purpose parental advisory no shit (laughs) (laughs) and then there's also this little love thing that's going on right Mm -hmm. so Kasuka wants to get with Griffith and Griffith wants to get with Guts but he doesn't know it because he's a sociopath and he doesn't understand emotions so he doesn't know he's in love with Guts but he is at least that's what I assume so but Guts wants wants Kasuka but he also wants Kasuka to get with Griffith. And then there's also Judo, and Judo wants Guts to get with Kasuka, but Judo <laughs> likes Kasuka. The entire time you were going, I was just bringing a, a fake sword close to you. So Guts, with this big fucking ass sword, decides to leave, and then there's this... That episode is absolutely amazing, by the way. The So he duels Griffith to leave, and because he beats Griffith... That sort of breaks Griffith because now his ego is shattered. Right. And so he goes and rapes the princess. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> and he gets arrested, but because Guts broke his sword, a metaphor for his ego, uh, he uh, he gets captured and he gets tortured for a year. And then Griffith eventually, uh, Guts eventually runs into the band of the Hawk again. There's not that much of them, and they're kind of a broken, mer- like, they're just like a bandit group now because they're, like, worthless without Griffith. They, they don't have purpose anymore without him. And uh, they go and save Griffith. But Griffith is really... Pit. He's he can't he's tortured to the point of being broke. He can't talk. He can't walk. He can't do anything. Uh, and he... he they, they help him. And then Guts realizes that he had purpose there. Because everyone in the Band of the Hawk loves him. And that's... He finds meaning... It, through love. That's the whole point of the story. Yeah, but why would you want to associate with a rapist? We'll get to that here. So, yeah. So, uh... Then he, uh... Guts gets in bed with... Uh... uh Kasuka. And Griffith is like, No, God damn it! why did I, like... Guts... Griffith gets really jealous because... Uh, Guts is loved by these people and Griffith really isn't anymore because and he thinks it's because he lost but it's just because they've been Guts has been gone for a while and they just missed him and well honestly the truth is people just love Guts more than Griffith and he's just jealous and um then all of a sudden uh out of all these you know medieval knights and stuff you know you're at like episode 23 by now and then uh uh, Griffith, uh, tries to, tries to, tries to, he, he runs away and tries to kill himself. And then, um, he's talking in his head about how much he, he hates Griffith, how much he hates Guts. Their names are so similar, I can't, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, Guts tries to save him, but that's like his, that's like his breaking point when Guts saves him from killing himself. So he, uh opens a dimension to the gods what (laughs) (laughs) just what and it turns out the gods chose him to be 
like they're 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 chosen one that like they're called Guts? the god on the griffith sorry they choose griffith to be like one of the fingers in the god hand which serve a higher power what the fuck um but in order for, but in order for that to happen he has to he has to sacrifice some um, everyone he cares about so uh, what do you think he's gonna choose he obviously got- he's gonna choose uh uh, sacrificing everyone for power, right? But it turns out this whole time that was his entire fucking goal. He was just manipulating people to, to get to this point to become a higher power. And uh, what a little bitch! <laughs> he is an actual bitch. He's such a fucking child, and I hate him so fucking much. Do they kill him, or does he sacrifice everyone, and everyone dies? Everyone fucking dies. Really? Everyone that you grow and know just fucking dies. Even guts. Not guts. That's based. Um, How does he escape it, though? Or maybe because he doesn't love him. Kasuka gets... She gets... She gets... Brain fart moment. How do I put it without... She gets assaulted in a naughty way by almost every single demon she runs across. Oh! And then, um... Um, because to reestablish his ego, when Griffith is reborn as Femento, Memento, <laughs> Femto. Sorry, his name is Femto. Um, he uh, he also does the deed with with Kasuka right in front of him to sort of assert his dominance. Jesus. And. Uh, yeah, Guts ends up, like, he's getting pinned down, and it's, he loses his arm, and he loses his eye, and it it ends. Huh. That's a shit. Because <laughs> they didn't have the budget to do a second season. So they ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, but the manga ends it. So I don't know how the fuck he's gonna escape. He has to escape. Or how there's so many volumes. Five got yeah. This is like the first like tw- this is the first twelve volumes, and there's forty two. So yeah. obviously he escapes. Huh. <laughs> and obviously he wants to get revenge on, on on Griffith. Uh-huh. Memento. <laughs> I don't. Memento. I don't fucking know how, because he's gonna be fighting a god that can freeze time. Well, he's gonna do it. Just don't worry about it. So don't worry I, about it. I, power of true love will... <laughs> power That's literally what it is, though. <laughs> That's literally the entire story is just about the power of true love. So, yeah. I think the anime was really good. Um, I did my little episode thing where I just add up all the episodes and then divide by the episode, how many episodes there are. I got a 9.8, 9.08, so I just rounded it to a 9. Alright. So... I think that's it's pretty fair. There aren't really weak episodes. And also, surprisingly, it's a very talky anime. There's not too much action. When there is, it's good. But there's also a lot of quiet moments where they just... Talk. Well, that's because of the budget. They couldn't and, animate yeah. that shit. But the manga's the same way, at least at the part where I'm reading the parts from the anime. Oh, and the soundtrack, you probably heard some of it from memes. It's an absolute banger. They, right. they repeat songs a lot, but it's like a point. Like most anime. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but it like it's a point because they play 
this certain part. It's called the Baylit when um, when things happen that build up to the eclipse. That probably rewatching it. That's probably what you end up like when you rewatch it. You end up like realizing, oh, that's how that's gonna lead to that. Yeah, okay. And, you know that uh, like sun from Evangelion. Oh, Where yeah, it's like yeah, they probably play that every episode. Like even when it's like out of con, because like these animes have such fucking weird like tonal issues. <laughs> like one episode, there's like a chicken, and it's like, haha, I'm naked. I have to go do something, or it's like a funny thing. But then the next one, he's having an existential crisis, and there's like gods, and then like he fucking sees the end of the universe, and it's like, calm down. <laughs> Why is it so weird? That's one of the reasons that turns me off from Evangelion, because I feel like I'll go fucking crazy. <laughs> like, the episodes that will drive me nuts are the ones where they're la-da-do-da-da, but then, like, the next episode is just... I am, I've become death, the destroyer of worlds. Main character. That ending actually sucks. I fucking hate that ending. I, I like the ending where he wakes up in his simulation because of the memes. See, Not because I've watched it, but because people are like the Evangelion references. People are cheering. Like, <laughs> congratulations, congratulations! Like, what? What is he congratulating? Not being an, a fucking whiny bitch anymore. <laughs> Congrats! Like, you should have fucking done that earlier. <coughs> pathetic, just like me. <laughs> See, that's why I like the end of Evangelion because it makes no sense. And there's no context for anything, but it's it's so visually appealing. It's like the it's it's like an audiovisual treat. You don't really need to give a shit about what's going on. There's just a half of a head, and it like in the background, and there's like fucking weird angel demon god shit, and you can't just pretend you know what's going on. <laughs> you sort of just chill through it. And there's ominous figures standing in the background, like yeah, oh, that's man. normal. That's I think I the reboot movies are pretty good because they redo the story. And people are like, the, the Rebirth movies suck, but it's like, I don't think they do, because it's simple this time. And they actually explain what half of the shit is. is it based that on, and it's shorter, so it, it's like... Is it, based off, is it based off of a manga, or is it just anime? I think it's... I think they're all original. I don't think it's based off. Of I movie. just wasn't sure because I I think Pacific Rim is inspired by it, but I'm not sure. If Absolutely. I, if at the credits they it, it was it was inspired by a manga or an anime, but the Rebirth movies are sequels to the show, which doesn't make sense because it's the first movie is literally just like a beat for beat like redoing. Of, like, the original, like, couple episodes. Just with better animation. But when the sequel happens, and, like, the timeline starts, like, differing, then you realize that they're acknowledging that there's a different universe where something else happened. Like... This time, it's like The Flash. Shinji, this time, didn't buy the tomato soup. He didn't buy the tomato soup. I just fucking wish Shinji wasn't such a little bitch. <laughs> But, like, I don't know. The ending, the fourth one is nuts. Because, they like, they fight through time and space. 
and like matter itself is shifting and then they also have like the the final impact and they recreate the end of Evangelion where the fucking like lady is like in the sky and she's going like, to destroy all of earth like it still doesn't make sense but like in the moment you're like you're just overwhelmed by it it's very very like fun to watch it's like it's like a roller coaster you don't really know what's going on and then when you get to the end you're like that was fucking awesome <laughs> you're just really confused by it and the mech fights are cool too the mech fights are fucking dope the third one, the third reboot movie is the weakest because it's just a bunch of talking. <laughs> He's stuck in a room, and it's like it's like dozens of years in the future, <laughs> and like he's still a kid, but everyone else is like in their fucking fifties. <laughs> I mean, he, what? <laughs> he's stuck in a time loop. That's why. No, because, and then like he sees a guy that. And like he, he bonds over piano and and like reading, and then the fucking guy explodes. <laughs> well, in his heart, he's still a child. That's why. Well, Shinji is still a child, <laughs> technically. And he gets groomed by wind. That's actually mm, that's very. It's she the, um, the purple haired lady kisses him and says, "There's more where that comes from when you get back," and then she fucking dies. <laughs> No, I couldn't get my Mizako pussy. She's like forty. My Asuka like pussy. My bussy. Mm-hmm. I need my Griffith bussy. See, and like they try to pair like the weird silver to light blue haired lady with the Shinji, because because with with the Shin, with Shinji as if they're like siblings or something. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. See, you should watch it just to be confused. That's so, fair. So, like, you, so like I'm not, I don't sound like a, a weird... So, I don't sound That's like fair. I'm losing Except my... Except I want to be the type of fan that takes a shower. Because <laughs> <laughs> they drive me nuts. I mean, I wouldn't mind being groomed. What? What kind of a fucking statement is that? You don't so see those memes? No. Too? Oh my god. I don't see those that's memes. That's what that's what honestly that's what got me into Berserk too because of the memes because people say Griffith did nothing wrong and I'm like, okay. But then you're like, wait, Griffith did do something wrong. What the fuck are they talking about? And they're just delusional fucking weirdos. Delusion. They don't take showers. Their perception of normalcy is when completely see, gone. Griffith wanted power. So he, he wanted to accomplish his dreams. And he did whatever it took to accomplish his dreams. So therefore, he did nothing. Wrong. Sigma mammal. <laughs> Griffith represents everything wrong with humanity. And therefore, we should embrace that. What? <laughs> no, what? Right. Do you have any other reviews? Uh, I have... Just the first deluxe volume of Berserk. Mm. How different is it? Well, it wasn't a. It's nothing oh, it's, adapted yeah. it. But um, you read the first page, right? Yeah, I did read the first page. Just think of that. It's literally just cheesy one-liners, fighting giant monsters. Because at this point, he's depressed after all of his friends died and his girlfriend was banged in front of him. I still don't know how he escaped. He just did. He just escaped. <laughs> All I know is he has a, he's missing an arm because he lost it during the eclipse, but he has a, he has a cannon arm. Hell yeah. And it can also like shoot crossbolts. 
So he kills a snake guy, then he kills a penis-shaped monster. What? <laughs> and then he runs into Griffith at the end, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you, and then he gets knocked, he pretty much gets knocked out instantly. The one issue I have with this part is that it's really edgy, and that's just not my kind of thing. And also, I do have a huge writing thing. There's a character that, I don't remember the name of the character, but I don't even know if it's a she, I'm not gonna lie. But it reminds me a lot of um, a CW show. Okay. Remember The Flash? Mm-hmm. And there was that one lady that had the powers to feel emotion, and she would constantly tell you how everyone is feeling. I don't I know if you got that, that far. But they I... introduced the character that would just tell you how people are feeling, and it's like, I know how they're fucking feeling, you don't have to tell me. That's what that's what You're this feeling lonely. Like, like okay. This cool. character This character has so much anger, like have you seen his face? Have you seen the actions that he's caught? <laughs> have you is he stupid? Like literally he doesn't he doesn't <coughs> he doesn't give two shits about he's the the snake guy's like, you know you just you just made me slaughter an entire village to find you, right? And he's like, Yeah, so <laughs> that's actually base. He's just a sigma. He doesn't care. He just wants to kill demons because they will help him get to the god hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a guy in an insane asylum. <laughs> I'm sorry. You really think you're going to take a kid who plays video games in their bedroom? You're going to strap him to a 200 mile an hour rocket out there to piece it? It's a contest. The best Gran Turismo players in the world get a chance to compete in professional race. <laughs> you pee on my dust him in a little <laughs> see the joke is they've seen the Gran Turismo so many times so many times going fucking insane I'm gonna watch the Gran Turismo movie anyways I give the Berserk deluxe volume well it does start the golden age arc for the final chapter and it ends with him being, with Guts being sexually assaulted as a kid. So, just that that part when, not that part, but the when they start the Golden Age arc, it gets good. But honestly, everything else before, besides like the first volume where it starts, it's, it's just kind of edgy teen stuff. And you can tell, because it, it was also written just for a magazine at the time, it wasn't expected to take off. So I'm just going to be brutally honest, and I'm just going to give it a 7 out of 10. Pop. It's fun, but, like, the edgy stuff isn't really for me. And I hope there's more emotion, like, in the anime, which there probably is, because I hear the manga's better, and the manga is considered the best manga ever, somehow. Cringe. <laughs> Remus also started the whole Japanese one-arm missing thing, I guess. I get How protagonists always have an arm missing. And to replace with something. Like Full Metal Alchemist, Zelda did it like once. Uh, Zelda. Zelda did it once. Um, Princess Mononoke. My arm has been replaced with death. Pog. My death. Uh, my death has been replaced by Oppenheimer. Okay. Stephen Oppenheimer. Stephen Oppenheimer. Anywho, um, we have two more things left. Kinda. Do you want to do the year at the Oscars or the Blade reboot? 
lay epic pop. Well, I like to do the reboots last because I don't know how long we're going to go on for. Okay. So, All right. We'll do that. I mean, then. it probably won't be because, honestly, I'm not that heavily invested in... Whatever the... <laughs> Blade. Blade. What is the next one? Oh, yeah, it's this one. So this is the 2012 and movies. Then, and plus we can just sidetrack up Blade and then talk about something else for an hour because we forget we've been doing a Blade reboot. That's actually true. So this is the year Argo won Best Picture. As someone that's seen Argo, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's probably... Well, I haven't... I think it might be the only Ben Affleck movie I've seen him direct. Because I haven't seen The Town. I haven't seen Gone Baby Gone. Um, there was another one. This might be the only one I've seen of his, but it's like an eight. It's like solidly done. I don't know why it won literally every major precursor, but it's fine. It's fine. Um... I would have rather gone with Life of Pi or Django Unchained, but that's just me. Um, Les Miserables is um people fucking hate Les Miserables, by the way. Like, at like when it came out, people were like, "Yeah, it's Les Miserables," but like now, people think Les Miserables a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so take that as you will. Lincoln was this year. That's aggressive. Zero Dark Thirty, Silver Linings Playbook, Django Unchained. Beasts of the Southern Wild. I've never like I know I I know the movie. But I don't know what it's about. And then a more the, the Among Us. Among so what was snubbed? If you could consider there to be a snub. So a more was an international film. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. Wes Anderson got a lot of nominations. It got Golden Globe, Critics Choice, and PGA. It missed. Probably because it didn't have a ton of, like, nominations it could get. So it ended up only getting screenplay. The Master, Paul Thomas Anderson, that got Critics' Choice. And this was the year of Skyfall. Skyfall went fucking nuts this year. It got PGA nominated. And it made bank. It made absolute bank. It's the only bombed movie to make a billion, I think. Um, so, Best Director... You would think go along with Best Picture because Argo swept. And Ben Affleck for Argo did sweep, but look what happened. He wasn't even fucking nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he won everything. He won literally everything. And he was snubbed. So they were like, ah, uh, shit. Who do we go for? Who do we pick? Why didn't they nominate him? Did they just forget him? The, probably. The director's branch is weird because, like, if your movie looks, like, okay. They usually, like, snub you. But this was, like, a weird director lineup because there were two people nominated everywhere that were snubbed. And one of them swept every major award. So, <laughs> uh, but Ang Lee won his second Oscar in directing for Life of Pi, which is a good win, by the way. Like, I've watched Life of Pi, and it's banger as hell. But it's not as good as Hulk. His Hulk movies. Hulk is key. Bop. Bop. Uh, Steven Spielberg for Lincoln. That's an okay choice. David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. Only got Critics' Choice. Um, 
There's the guy from Beast of the Southern Wild. I don't know. How do you? How would you pronounce Beast that? Beast of the what a what? Ben Zeitlin. Ben. Ben Zeitlin. Is it, uh, yeah, it looks Z- like Zeitlin. 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 Um, Michael Haneke for Amore got BAFTA nominated. So yeah, Ben Affleck Argo nominated everywhere, won everything. We're snubbed. Um, Catherine Bigelow, who had an Oscar for The Hurt Locker, made Zero Dark Thirty, was nominated everywhere, and was snubbed. Um, Tom Hooper, who did Les Miserables, who won already for King's Speech and beat David Venture, um, was at Critics' Choice DJ. Tarantino, Golden Globe, BAFTA for Django. That would have been deserved. Best Actor, Daniel Day-Lewis from Lincoln, wins his third Oscar. <laughs> he wins his third. Now, he is good as Lincoln, I guess. He's, like, soft-spoken. He doesn't, he, like, yells, like, once... And, like, he transformed, so they're like, oh my god, he played Abraham Lincoln, let's give him another Oscar. <laughs> so they did. I thought that movie was kind of mid anyways. I'd give it, like, an 8. I think it's, like, a solid kind of movie. Um, he also played Abraham Lincoln. That's that big. I don't know if he knew that. I, I, I know, is any of the... He has, he's the actor with the most wins, right? Uh, for a male, he's tied with Jack Nicholson for the most wins. The most to ever, the, the actor or act, Catherine Hepburn has four. She's the actor with the most acting wins. I get <laughs> um, Some have three, like Frances McDormand or Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, Kate Blanchett will get a third eventually. <laughs> For Borderlands, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep has three. You know, that's fine. Um, Hugh Jackman for Les Miserables got nominated. Um, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master. I got about ten minutes into The Master before I got bored. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But, like, as someone that has to finish the PTA-a-thon, I will get to it eventually. Denzel Washington for Flight. Do you fucking remember Flight? It's like a Robert Zemeckis movie. I mean, it's, it's like a generic poster. It's like him in a captain's hat, and there's like a plane that says "flight," and there's like rain and clouds in the back. It's flight. No, I'm thinking of that generic Jonathan Majors movie that came out last year. Oh, What's Devotion. Year? Yeah, yeah, Devotion. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Hell yeah! Um, it's like a straight to DVD movie. That actually does. John Hawks for the Sessions. I don't know who the fuck that. Ben Affleck and Argo got nominated for BAFTA, but he's, like, only okay in the movie. I don't know why you'd want to nominate him. Uh, lead actress Jennifer Lawrence wins her Oscar for Silver Linings Playbook. She Mother? won... Um, she won, and she was the youngest lead actress winner ever. Because I think she was, like, 20 or 21. But... Has she been nominated since? Yes. <laughs> mother? No. That's the, that's literally the only thing I also know her from is just mother. Mother. Um, Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty was like kind of supposed to win. She had Golden Globe and Critics' Choice, but she got she didn't win. Do you know The Impossible? Like that that 
disaster movie with Ewan McGregor, young Tom Holland? No. Okay, well, Naomi Watts was nominated for that. The old lady in Amour won the BAFTA, and she was nominated for the Oscar. And then... Say that. <laughs> Qu- Quinzahi... Quinza... Quiv... Oh, Shivani Quiv- Wallace. Shivani Wallace. Yeah, I was Shivani- going to say that. Shivani <laughs> Wallace. Yeah, I was going to say that. You're going to say it. For I, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Only Critics' Choice. And I just nominated. have to start with Q to you know, yeah. warm up. To yeah, 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 no, of course. Um, so who was snubbed? Marion Cotillard for Rust and Bone, an international film. Got nominated everywhere. Helen Mirren in a, in a, in a Hitchcock, Hitchcock biopic. Uh, it was nominated nearly everywhere and was snubbed. Which is Albert Hitch. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> so supporting actor, here's a weird one. Um, Christoph Waltz wins his second Oscar, and it's for Django Unchained. He won his first Oscar for the other Tarantino movie he did. Um, but he won. He was nominated at two places: Golden Globe and BAFTA. So people didn't even know he was gonna get in. But at the two places he was nominated, he won. The Golden Globe and the BAFTA. So he ended up winning the Oscar anyway. He's great in the movie. I rewatched it. I thought he was like subtle and it was weird that he won. But when I rewatched it, I'm like, okay, I get why he won. He was he did some good shit that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman for the Master won Critics Choice. Tommy Lee Jones and Lincoln won SEG. I don't oh, he was Yeah, I remember him now. Yeah. I don't remember which was he part of the Democratic Party? He was a part of the Republicans that were trying to free the slaves. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought he was they were, against it. No, he was for it because he had a, a black wife. Oh. That it was revealed at the end of the movie. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Alan Arkin for Argo. I don't know what it is with Alan Arkin. Because this is the same thing with like Little Miss Sunshine. He's like in it for like 10 minutes. And in Little Miss Sunshine, he fucking won. <laughs> but in... Argo, he's nominated, and he's nominated everywhere. Like, what? And then Robert De Niro gets in for Silver Linings Playbook. Who is snubbed? I'll tell you who's snubbed. Uh, Javier Bardem in Skyfall got nominated everywhere. Is he the villain? He is the villain. He didn't get Golden Globe, but he got Critics' Choice, SAG, and BAFTA. Is he considered one of the best villains? He's one of the better Bond villains. Like... He actually has, like, a personal connection with some of the people on the team, so it, like, makes it not weird. Um, and, he's but, and then Leo DiCaprio got Golden Globe for Django. Uh, supporting actress Anne Hathaway swept and won her Oscar for Les Miserables. Uh, I hear she's only in, like, ten minutes. So like, Well, I'm glad she won for Princess Diaries, too. What? <laughs> Sally Field for Lincoln nominated... Helen Hunt for the sessions. I still don't know what the sessions. Succession. No, no mm, not what I said. Uh, Amy Adams for the Master. I hear she's good in it. I didn't get that far, I, so I, I didn't see it. I don't know, like Enchanted and like Disenchanted, and every other DC movie has just haunted my dreams of a- Amy Adams. Yeah, it's just hard. It's just Who is hard. snubbed? So Judy Dench. I didn't know this, but Judy Dench had 
got major nominations for Skyfall. She got Critics' Choice and BAFTA. So I'm like, wait, there were places that had two actors from Skyfall nominated. And the Oscars went for zero. <laughs> to be fair, that's a kind of based academy. This <laughs> is like, eh, we don't like Bond enough. <laughs> Just snub them all. So, original screenplay. Django Unchained swept. It won Tarantino a second Oscar. Uh, zero Dark Thirty is nominated. Moonrise Kingdom. Flight. I don't... I, what the fuck is Flight? <laughs> and then Amour. And what's snubbed is The Master. I guess. And Looper actually got WGA. Ryan Johnson. It was the beginning of the end for him. <laughs> what was it? Adapted screenplay. Argo wins. It's like decently written, I guess. Lincoln got screenplay at Critics' Choice, which I think is even weirder. <laughs> I get it. It's a political talky movie from Spielberg, guys. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Silver Lining's Playbook won the BAFTA. Life of Pi is based off of a book, so it made sense that it'd be nominated. The Beasts of the Southern Wild got in. What could have maybe possibly got in? Perks of Being a Wallflower got Critics' Choice in WGA. Literally me. Literally me. It's kind of... The thing's like... The thing's so, that movie's so weird for me because I remember seeing the ads on you know dvd movies and thinking it was just gonna be like a generic movie but like i don't know a lot of people love it damn <laughs> now that i'm older and i i can see people and they're like yeah it's pretty good he's literally me because he's depressed i'm like ah but, that's cool so best score goes to life of pi now i kind of remember it but what i remember of it is pretty good um he he this is the third time an Ang Lee movie wins best score. So he's just good with his scores. Because it was Brokeback Mountain and Crouching Tiger before that, that one. So. It's pretty good. But it only won the Golden Globe. It was split. Because Lincoln, John Williams, let's go, uh, got one Critics' Choice. And then Skyfall won the BAFTA. That's cool. You look like the evil Monopoly. <laughs> Argo was nominated, I guess. Argo's like only... I don't even remember. Cinematography, Life of Pi. Has CGI. pretty good cinematography. We'll get to visual effects later. Uh, Roger Deakins was close for Skyfall. He won the cinematographer's oh, game. So Skyfall's Kino, then. I Skyfall know is Kino. was involved? Yeah. He was... He, so it's the best shot James Bond movie that yep. you've seen? Like, like actually, probably like not even wrong. Um, Django Unchained got cinematography. That's actually really good. Um, editing, Argo won because it's talky and it cuts between people. <laughs> it's like a thriller kind of a little bit. Okay. Zero Dark Thirties nominated, Life of Pi and Lincoln, Silver Lightning's Playbook. Whatever. I'm just going to keep going. Production design Lincoln, I guess Civil War era, kind of makes sense for like production design. Uh, it beat out Anna Karina, Karnina, Karenina. <laughs> it's based off of a book and it's like a period piece, so it got a ton of tech nomination. Um, Hobbit got production design. This was the first Hobbit movie. 
got nominated for production design. Life of Pi was in contention, but it's like a guy in a boat. Like, I don't know how much production design that it. Um, costumes went to Anna Kern Um Lincoln, Les Miserables. Two Snow White movies get into costumes. So there's Mirror Mirror with Julia Roberts. That gets costume design at the Oscars. And then there's the fucking awful Snow White and the Huntsman. That action movie. That got nominated for an Oscar in costume design. You know what's funny about that movie? They made the white guy the main character. That's based as fuck. That's what they want. That's what those woke guys want to see out of the new Snow White movie. <laughs> they want to make the guy who shows up for five seconds in the original to be the main character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oscar nominated Snow White and the Huntsman, by the way. Did they make a sequel that they I did didn't watch? It's called Snow White Winter's War or some fucking bullshit. Huntsman Winter's? I forget. Anywho. Um, Hobbit was snubbed, I guess. I don't know. Makeup. Les Miserables because they made people look skinny and depressed. <laughs> um, and underfed. Um, Hobbit was nominated because of the same techniques that they did on all the other fucking Lord of the Ring movies. Uh, fat suits. Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Because they made uh, Anthony Hopkins look like Alfred Hitchcock. Um, the visual effects went to Life of Pi. Oh, yeah. But the big thing about this is that the VFX studio went under because it wasn't treated well. There's a documentary called Life After Pi that I hear is really good. It's on YouTube talks about how that studio got like underpaid and like overworked and despite the fact that they won an oscar for the movie it got shut down the avengers was nominated uh the hobbit was nominated prometheus got in for vfx and then snow white and the huntsman fucking got it's actually two oscar nominations my bad (laughs) i mean snow white and the huntsman is keno actually no it's not because they kill off dopey what a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and then The Dark Knight Rises is snubbed in VFX. I get What a sound mixing. Went to Les Miserables because musical. Skyfall's nominated. Life of Pi. Lincoln, for some reason. And then Argo. And they snub Hobbit and Django. Sound editing went to Skyfall because of guns. <laughs> Django, Life of Pi, Zero Dark Thirty. Son went to Adele when she did the sky. And the sky fall. And it crumble. You remember that? The Ted song from the Ted movie? What? There's yeah. a Ted song? I only watched the second one. What? There's a song in fucking Ted. And it got Seth MacFarlane an Oscar nomination. International film went to Amor because it was nominated Best Picture. Well, Seth that's crazy. Seth MacFarlane knows what he's doing. Speaking of Seth MacFarlane, I know Seth MacFarlane has nothing to do with Futurama, but I hear the new season's really good. Mm-hmm. I do hear that, too. Despite the fact that it's, like, only one episode. Yeah, but... And then animated film. It was a race between Brave and Wreck-It Ralph. Um, and no one... <laughs> it, it went to Brave. Which is the worst of the two. 
I just had to remind my sister that Futurama's back because she loves Futurama. <laughs> yeah, Brave wins best animated film. Yep, I remember that. That was a huge deal at the time because everyone fucking hated it. Well, then they wanted Wreck-It Ralph because that was good. Wreck-It Ralph was good. Um, Wreck-It Ralph won more. That won the Annie Award, the Critics' Choice, and the PGA. But the Golden Globe and BAFTA were like, nah, we want Brave. So Brave ended up winning. Frankenweenie, Tim Burton got nominated. Paranorman, that's Laika, I'm pretty sure. And then Pirates Band of Misfits, Ardman, Ardman. I hear three stop motion, kind of, almost. That's a huge deal because stop motion deserves more credit. That's true. But of course, the two that were competing were the CGI movies from Disney. <laughs> uh, anyway, what was snubbed? Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> I watched ten minutes of that, and then our I watched it in theaters. Damn, I just got the Netflix DVD back when they had DVDs on Netflix. That's true. Netflix. And the thing is, it it like I thought it was like okay, not really that good, but then my sister became obsessed with like the ship be- between that and like Jack Frost and Elsa. Yeah. And that was rough. <laughs> she spent her time on the computer just watching stuff like that and it made I, me concerned that's, for that's life. my sister did that too <laughs> was, she watched the shitty cgi fan-made videos or i don't remember i think like i repressed awful edits it was a lot the of memory, awful edits with the, like music and the, stuff the memories were so traumatic you just repressed them yeah. in the back of your head <laughs> i was like i i don't want to know they're back there we just have to we just have to we have to open them. it yeah we have to open it up a little bit we have to open it up. We have to. We have to spread it. What? Oh God! Fuck! Uh, <laughs> it wrong. Does this open your mind to no. anything? Uh, I don't. <laughs> it, they were videos, first of all. But like, she's yeah, a she's videos. gay. So why would you make? <laughs> she's. I mean, not even like. I, I think it's a even a I still think it's a good message if you have her not have anyone. That's true. It's like oh boy, oh boy, oh. Growing up. They're still making them. Oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> yes, he faded. There's fucking music attached. Oh no. I'm just going to pretend they that... They both it... have ice powers, therefore they must be shipped. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just going to... Frozen 3, that's funny. I'm just going to pretend I didn't see... <laughs> pretend I didn't see... Jack Frost. Frozen 3, The Rise of Jack Frost. Anyhow. I just remember <coughs> The Rise of Guardians that I fell asleep and I woke up to my older sister crying because Sandman died. Somehow. He's a fucking dream. How do you kill that? I don't even... I don't know. I, I don't know. All I know is that Hugh Jackman was the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and he was badass. Yeah. Santa Claus had a fucking gun. <laughs> like, that's base as hell. Um, you see the runtime. You want to go for it? Or do you want to wait till next episode? We don't know how much news is going to pick up for next episode, though. I don't know. I just want to get it over with. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It was your idea, by the way. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, it was. My next idea was to do Blade, but I just didn't really care when. Sure. 
So what was your idea for Blade then? Uh-huh. Forget it's definitely it. a movie about Blade. Yeah. It's one of the Blades of all time. Uh, well, you know Blade. He's a half-human, half-vamp. Do you know anything about Blade? Not even remotely. Well, he's a... He's a half- all I know is that he has a sword. Yeah. And he has guns. Lots of them. There's guns. Lots so of So this is where you can have your John Wick action. Uh-huh. But also... Because, like... But this is same universe, kind of, as Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. The one we did. Or Spidey is what we called it. Blade is, like, half-human, half-vampire. He's a... I don't remember what they call him, but he's a half-vampire, half... See, I think it's cooler when he's not on Earth. I think they should do what Ultimate Alliance did, where he goes to fucking hell, and he, like, has to fight demons and shit. And he, like, fights Mephisto and, like, kills Mephisto's son, Blackheart, and stuff. Like, he just goes on, like, a fucking revenge quest for no reason. What's either that or... It makes more sense with Ghost Rider because Mephisto gave him his powers. But maybe it's a team-up movie. (laughs) I just have to look this up. Oh, okay. So the vampires kill his mom. Okay. And so that's why he's on a revenge mission. But I like when Blade's on the street. Well, I mean, he's only on the street level. But I like it how it's, like, secretive. Like, he's taking down a secret society. Vampire. That's, like... That's what I liked about the first one. It was, like, a secret society pulling the strings. And he was... And no love interest. Blade... I don't think Blade needs a love interest. He doesn't. Fuck that. I... That's what think... tore the movies down. He doesn't need even a team, honestly. I think he just needs a one-man army taking down vampires. I agree. With lots of blood, tits, and gore. Oh, I already said gore. <laughs> gore, blood, tits, and gore. <laughs> blood and gore the same. Um, but yeah, I just think like having a pure like action movie would be fun. Yeah, you can have like minor themes like him being human or whatever the fuck. But like, just honestly, just like. Not giving a shit about the... Or, like, like making... Not fun, but, like... See, you could have a Blade movie that is a purely action. And I think I'd rather watch that. Because most of the time, he has, like, a mentor. He's, like, talking as a relation. Or he's in yeah. a team. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but what I'd rather see is him kill a fuck ton of shit. Because he's and then he kills Dracula at the end. Yeah, sure, Dracula. He fucking murders Dracula at the end. Like, and maybe Elsa Bloodstone's there with her dope as hell whips and, and shit. Morbius is there, too. Morbius, he could kill Morbius. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> as a joke. Morbius is a joke. Here. Morbius is like, a played by Jared Leto. <laughs> and he kills him off it's in the, So it's in the same universe as the Sony? No, universe? don't. It's a different universe. It's just, it also has Jared Leto's Morbius. See... I think just having a bunch of, like... And it sets up, like, the underworld. So you could have, like, Werewolf by Night and, like, Man-Thing, like, teased in this, like, story. But it's mostly just about him killing vampires and shit. And I want him to fucking kill Dracula. <laughs> I want him to just be... Have a dope-as-hell fight with Dracula. Like, and they're, like... Yeah, it's, like... It's like um, a cheesy action movie. It is, but it's good. It's a che- yeah. It, like it's like not John. I don't. You know like, Commando. You know the movie Commando. Yeah. It's about a guy in like the first five minutes. You establish like his daughter, but you immediately ignore that. 
So you can spend 90 minutes as he violently kills everyone. And I think that's what this movie should be. It should be the commando of Marvel movies. It should be you give a little exposition at the beginning, and the rest is just a bunch of bloodshed and slaughter. The, a vampire kills Blade's mom, so he dedicates his entire life to murdering vampires. Yep. Despite also being a vampire. Or maybe we change it up a little where she's old and she gets killed by a vampire and he does it at the... No, he needs to grow up and train. Yeah. Your training montage. Training montage just like cheesily slowly fades into him chopping vampires' heads off. Hell yeah. And, and we tease Ghost Rider. So then Ghost Rider can go to hell and kill Mephisto. Yeah, no, that would be bad. It just a Midnight Suns universe that's just pure action and fighting demons... And, like, monsters and shit. And then Spider-Man. <laughs> and Spider-Man's there for some reason. He's in, He's off in his own little corner, but we have, like, Blade in one movie, killing Dracula. We have Ghost Rider in another movie, killing the devil himself, and as well as his son. <laughs> we have, like, Man-Thing and, like, I guess maybe Werewolf by Night. I don't want, like, a movie about him. But I think Man He's Thing like could Hulk. have a movie. Man Thing could have a movie. He fucking fights the abominable snowman. <laughs> he fight. He fights like myths and he he kills the Wendigo. Right. Like just a bunch of monster hunter movies. That'd be fun. Blade can be like I think Ghost Rider should be more like the John Wick where he's using everything because really the only thing is in his arsenal is just whip. a chain whip. But like. And Blade just has an arsenal of guns and swords. So I think the more John Wicky thing would be Ghost Rider ripping and tearing with his bare hands. And, and like using anything whips and, and like fucking ripping off their jaw. Yeah, I imagine like, also like in Berserk when Guts is fighting the demons. Like maybe he pulls off a fucking giant horn and uses it as a sword. Or something. Or something. Just an action universe. I, I'm okay with it. Does that mean we have Moon Knight? Somewhere. I mean, Moon Knight would be action. He w- it w- it'd he be better switch, than the show. Can switch personalities on a fucking whip. Uh, in 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 the story. See, in in the Moon Knight movie, he like has a, a multi personality disorder, and he decides he's on a revenge quest to kill the God of War. <laughs> And whoever the god of war of Egypt is, he kills them. Because, or he's trying to escape death. He's like Kratos, but for fucking Marvel. And, and he kills all of the gods. Why don't the, Why don't they all just team up and take down Mephisto? No, that's well, Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider more of his tied to him. But then who would be the big bad? Of from the Midnight Suns movie? Well, I mean, if Dracula's dead, a bunch of gods are killed by Moon Knight. The abominable snowman and Wendigo are gone from Man-Thing. Like, Mephisto's killed. The big bad guy is, um, Dormammu. Because he's basically just the demon from another dimension. I don't want to have Doctor Strange, though. So, like... They just fight Dermot. He just fucking shows up and they're like, Demon! And then they fucking team up and fight him. Pretty much, yeah. Boom. We just went through all of our Marvel well, projects. He's just pissed. Yeah, pretty much. He's just pissed that... 
he's just pissed that they killed his minions, and then they're like, oh, so you're behind everything. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit. And they fucking fight him. They just want revenge. They kill Dormammu. <laughs> because they're pissed. They're pissed. absolutely pissed. <laughs> like, Dormammu have come to bar... <laughs> revenge good? Revenge good. <laughs> City leveled? <laughs> Maybe they fight, like... Century, no, it's boring. They they fight Dormammu. Yeah, Dormammu because he's a demon and they hate demons. They fight <laughs> racist. It's like, are you a demon? Yeah, but I have a deep. <laughs> yeah, but I have a deeply layered and complex background. <laughs> Let's get fucking shit. It's like we don't have that shit here. What a team up though. There you Honestly. go. Moon Knight, Man Thing, Werewolf by Night, Blade, Ghost Rider. There you go. We went through like five movies in the course of like ten minutes. You're welcome. We just expanded our Marvel universe. I have to write it down. I have to write that down. Oh, that's such a good idea, though. Just have a little corner that's just pure action, but it's like good action. And it's like a bunch of action directors are just like, hey, can you do this like movie? Or it's like a, a plant guy bites fucking myth like like. I don't know, like, the Windigo or, like, the fucking Jersey Dow. And then he beats the crap out of him. He's just like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you up because you're a meanie head. <laughs> you <laughs> call me stupid in the third grade. <laughs> Rips off his jaw. That's the stuff I imagine Ghost Rider doing for some reason. Ghost Rider is a maniac. Even though Ghost, Ghost Rider, I don't think he kills, but still. We're going to have him kill because he's a violent monster. We want him to be a violent monster. And this, I don't, it wouldn't fit for the Daredevil one. See, that's why we don't have, because that's Defenders. Yeah. And I, I also like when, I, I liked what Midnight Suns, the game did, where that first guy's just old. <laughs> Damn. He's just a, th that's the first See, thing that happens. See, maybe the next time we us? do it, we just explore a couple of movies at once. We just do a big old grouping of, like, at the pitch. Yeah, just to, to pitch a universe. Yeah. We're just like, yo, what if this happened? Like, yo, what if this happened? What is the collective? <laughs> In Midnight Suns, they kill Dormammu. Yeah, but they kill him. Like, they don't, they don't yeah, they, fight, they kill they, him. They straight up just kill him. They, they're gonna fucking kill Dormammu. No MacGuffins, they just rip him limb from limb. They do. They don't have, like, a MacGuffin that can kill him. He's, they just... The, 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 the whole point, it's like a 90-minute long movie... Where a couple of people that have killed some bad guys before, like, yo, this is like interdimensional demon guy. You want to kill him? And like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> they just team up and kill him. We should team up and do some good. We should team up and do some good. No, there should be there would there would be no build up for them meeting up. They should just meet up at the end. What? <laughs> they should just meet up and just casually decide to <laughs> to just fight deep Dormammu. Yeah, Dormammu just shows up in New York. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, sure, let's just happen. Well, that's and they, they decide to kill him. Anywho, yeah, Run through like fighting the demons. He's got like dual Uzis and man things. What's the dual Uzi? Man things just ripping and tearing and coming. Ghost Ever. Rider has this fucking whip and he's like whipping guys all around him and stuff and Werewolf by Night is Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight is just Yarg. He's got that his theme from the Kylie, watch this. Thanks, Snapchat. 
<laughs> Thanks, Snapchat. I know what that is. Huh. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's like, what is that? I don't know. You should click the sketchy link. No, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you ready to end it? Yep. Chili Marty on Twitter. Uh, RX, sorry. The Real Chill Mart on Instagram. What? RX? What are you talking about? Uh, Chili Marty 69 is not on Twitter anymore. It's oh, it's X. on X. Yeah, yeah. The Real Chill Mart on Instagram. Chill, um, uh, Chill Mart Podcast on YouTube and Chill Mart on Spotify. <laughs>